Welcome back to the TNT B&B podcast. These episodes will involve two longtime friends watching a movie and then discussing it at length. So sit back, mix a drink, because you know we'll be drinking. And listener beware, we'll be spoiling the shit out of the movie we watched. Here we go again. I mean, six months in between each of these that we do, but we're back <laughs> on the Harry Potter. It hasn't been that long since the last one, I don't think. I feel uh, like we did Goblin in the fall. It was like October. We'd have so to pull yeah. up. Yeah, we could put some on other time, but we could probably pull up eventually and see when it was posted by you. Yeah, so, I mean, months in between anyway. Yeah, it's whenever our whenever trap goes on vacation, <laughs> Pretty basically. Much. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the first one. That I had. This is the first one that I had seen for the first time in this thread of pods. Yeah. So, which is the fifth installment, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. This came out in two thousand seven. It's an IMDb of seven point five, Metascore of seventy one, Rotten Tomatoes of seventy eight percent Tomato Meter, eighty one percent audience. Had a $150 million budget. Domestically, $292,382,727. Worldwide, $942,278,045. It's a worldwide phenomenon, man. Yeah. It was directed by David Yates, written by Michael Goldenberg, based, of course, by the novel... J.K. Rowling. Yeah. This is the longest of the series as far as books. It's a, I think I told you, I think it's in the eight seventy to eight ninety range. I can't remember. I used to, I used to know. So it's, <laughs> right. it's been a few years since I've read these. So, um, yeah, first one directed by David Yates, because the first two were Columbus, and it was Quaron, and then it was I don't remember who did the fourth one. Yeah, it was somebody of note. Yeah. I don't remember. Well, I was also thinking, what else did David Yates do? Do we know much? Offhand? The name is familiar, but I just... I got him right here. He... God, I hate IMDb now. Uh, Legend of Tarzan. Oh, the newest one with Skarsgård? That yeah. was okay. He did. He's done the three Fantastic Beasts movies. Yeah, he is doing those. I knew that. Uh, but bef- before the Harry Potter... He did TV, essentially. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder what really like caught their eye with like we're gonna hand the reins to this guy. Yeah, I don't recognize. I mean, I think he did some shorts and some TV. Like, regardless, all all of them have been successful. I don't oh know the, yeah, I don't I, know about the Beast movies as much. I'm sure they stood it pretty well. They, yeah, they weren't making. I think everything after this made a billion dollars in the. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of the originals. Yeah, this is too, because um, it's funny because I asked you earlier when we were watching what ones you've seen in theaters when they came out, and you said the first two. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think I saw until the third. Really? <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, even though I loved the books, we just didn't go to the theaters as much or whatever. Right. But I skipped school with my sister, go to see Azkaban, saw Goblet just in the summer with my sister, and then we'd go every premiere Really? So I saw midnight releases of maybe not this, but I know I know some, I saw midnight of the last three. 
See, I that's the thing. I don't know why I didn't just finish out the series because I'd like I didn't I like the movie. Yeah, you're not I like always a did. No, like, fuck that. Like, I just I, it's not like Trav where you just right. Which like, most of that's just not even giving you a chance. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> but like, it's my, my trash uh, reminder to take the trash <laughs> out. Like we did Fast and Furious, and I actively said, "I'm fucking, I'm done with these movies." Mm-hmm. After three, and eventually went they back got more to popular. them. They were, they were, yeah, and they're fun. They're they are what they are. They're in space at some point. Yeah, they go to space in one of them. Absurd! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on. But I I don't know why I just didn't finish this because I never had an issue with them. I liked them actually, but yeah. I don't know. That'd be interesting to do, like, prequels on that. Not to get off tangent, but if they had prequel ones where it's, like, somebody's dad from, like, the 70s. or You know, it'd be kind of dope to be like, let's go back and oh, talk yeah. about how it was back then. <laughs> right. I know it wouldn't make any sense, but it's not like they fucking make sense anyways. Right, right. But anyways, <laughs> Harry Potter, let's stand. <laughs> stand right, that was my bad. Now, the, the how- opening... Yep. Did, was there ever an explanation as to why the Dementors came after him? Because there wasn't an explanation. In the no, movie. you're right. And that's a f- small flaw. <sighs> Umbridge sent them. Really? Okay. She sends them. She She's trying to get him expelled. For any reason in particular? It's not under Fudge's order. It's just so the they just don't want him in the way of things. I think. Is so that she's, just a sh- take, to take a shot at Dumbledore then? Yeah. Okay. Um, she, cause she slips up in that final, when they're in like the, when Snape comes in and she's like, Snape, I need to veer it to serum. And he's like, you know, sorry, I'm all out, you know, and (laughs) and he gives him the warning and he goes, no idea. Even though he, that's the other thing they don't cover is Snape does. Snape's the reason they, all the the orders show up is because he warns them. Is that what that warning was? Yeah, he says they have, they have Padfoot, which Padfoot, if you remember from Azkaban is... When they were kids, James was prongs, the stag with the, the whatever, prongs, I guess. Right. Was that from, like, the vision he took from Snape when they were doing that training he, thing? Yep. Okay. He, he, yeah, well, well, no, no, no. When Harry collapses at the end of the movie, kind of, and, like, he sees Sirius and Voldemort's got him in the Hall of Prophecy, mm-hmm. he's warning Snape at that point, like, they have Sirius, is what he's saying. Oh, okay. And they're at the place where it's being held. He knows, he knows, he doesn't know what it is. He just knows from his visions and from, like, doing what's called occlumency with Snape. The movie doesn't really tell okay, you so about I'm that very just, well. Just seeing the movie, you wouldn't have a great indication Not a as great to what indication. he was saying? Okay. He was warning him that, like, they've got, they've got serious. And Snape pretends not to know what he's talking about. Right. He's like, no idea to yeah. her. But he immediately goes. Well, and he's the one who brings in the. That's why order. everyone shows up to save them at the very end in the in that veil room where why the hell did it take him so long to get them there i don't know maybe <laughs> like it depends because he's got to be careful too because they don't they don't i i missed the first hour and i i tried re-listening to the the pod that i listened to yeah, yeah. Does, does all the chapters and the movie stuff does does snake does there a scene in the movie because i missed the first hour where Sirius talks to them in the fire in the common room yes talking about I'm trying to remember. Does exactly he get? Do they attempt to? Does he attempt to? Be, does somebody try to grab him in the fire? No, he says somebody's coming. And okay, in the book, you see a hand come out. They're watching everything. So like letters going in and out of the school, 
like in the book, Hedwig shows up once at to Harry and she, her wings damaged. It's because they went through his mail. Oh, that, really? It's, which and in this country would be illegal. I don't know how it is in Britain. I would imagine but like, it's... you can't open somebody's mail right. legally. I don't know how it is in the Wizarding World, obviously, <laughs> but um, it's not just that. Everything is in and out of the school, so any communication, port keys or a flu network, which is the fires, yeah, they're being monitored illegally. But it's legal because the government's allowing so it. So it's CNSA, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I mean, Pretty there's much, a lot. There's, like, basically, she's a plant. Like, Umbridge comes out as some totalitarian she is, monster. I mean, the mm. whole story is kind of a metaphor there's for that alleg- stuff. Allegory. allegory. That for that, I mean, Voldemort's sure. essentially Hitler. Yeah. In many ways, and there's a lot of fans that believe this, she, in some ways, is the most evil person in the series. Because she doesn't have... She's just doing it because she wants she, to. Yeah, she's just, she, she's just, she he's, almost enjoys it. Yeah, he's at least just doing it because he's like... I'm. He He's super fucking... Like him or not, it's like... I'm sure there's several people in this world that have been terrible people that are super fucking intelligent, yeah. whether you like him or not. <laughs> and she, he is Voldemort... Tom Riddle is a brilliant, was a brilliant wizard. He just was clouded by his own arrogance and narcissism and yeah. evilness. Obviously, he's evil. But, like, she's almost worse. <laughs> so yeah. It's because, like, yeah. Jesus, you're not even, like, getting forced to do this. You're just like, hell yeah, let's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, full steam ahead. Another thing in the, ser- in the books, too, that gets questioned is... Now that we know what the curse is, those remember the unforgivable curses right. from the previous book. There's the imperious curse where you can basically like put somebody under your control to do your biddings. Right. In the book, they question a few times because Cornelius Fudge, the Minister of Magic, is acting so like he's not back. He's not back. Like yeah, 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 like yeah. you're Dumbledore's the enemy. Harry is the enemy. Where some people are questioning, like that, are on Harry's side, are like, are we sure he's not under the fucking Imperius curse? Because this is outrageous. Yeah, there was no mention of that in the movie. The, it's very briefly mentioned, and like, it's all on his own accord. He's just—it's more like he's in denial. Right. He just doesn't want to admit it. He knows the truth, probably, or at least he just doesn't want to admit it. Now I. And at the end, of course, it's like he's back. <laughs> I thought he was the father of Cedric. And Goblet, who was no, his dad? He was a somebody of prominence. The actor? I don't know the. No, act- his like his dad had some acclaim oh, in the world. His dad works for the ministry. Oh, okay. He's See, um. I thought going into the movie that that was his dad when no, it started. Oh, that would be fucked up because he's denying that his son was murdered by Voldemort yeah, at that point. That's that's kind of where I thought. They oh, were that's going interesting. But I didn't see so, no, so his name's Cornelius Fudge. That's Amos Diggory. Who is Cedric, Cedric Diggory Cedric is the one Diggory. that died. Yeah, okay. That's Pattinson. Right. His dad, his dad is, fuck, I forget what he does for the ministry, but he works the ministry, just like Ron's dad. I was thinking about this earlier, and I was curious what your thoughts are about the size of the wizarding world. Because all the people that seem to have jobs, and everyone we know, it's like my either mom and dad work for the ministry, <laughs> or they're like working at Hogwarts. And I'm like, well, how small is this? <laughs> Right. It's got to be because there's international shit. Like, I, and in the books, for instance, they always mention like Harry's class. So the boys in Harry's class are Harry, Ron, Neville, Dean, and Seamus. That's only five boys. Right. They share their own little like dorm. If there's only five boys in one class and maybe six girls in one, 
that school is tiny as shit. But then when you see them in the Great Hall, and that's all what's always confused like me. I don't. I've never gotten a great answer. I'd wonder if J.K. I'm sure J.K. J.K. has addressed it because if I'm questioning, I'm not. I'm sure tons of fans are like, "Why does this seem so like?" Does it even seem that way in the books too? Like they don't have no. a great number of. They mentioned like when they do the sorting with the sorting hat. Like his first year, they name about everybody. It's probably only like fifty kids. So I mean, kids total for the for the year class. One? So I'm guessing it must not be as big of a school as we think. I mean, they make but it fifty look times seven is three fifty. And you got to think there's only one potions master. There's only one defense against the dark arts. There's only one transfiguration. That was something that was interesting. Too. So that like means they, that they means teach. McGonagall and Snape each have. Each, each year they teach that class to every year. So they probably teach year one potions, year two potions, year three, That's, year four. And like you asked when we were watching, so anyone doesn't know, OWLs or OWLs is ordinary wizarding levels, year five. And then year seven is newts. Something, I don't remember what that stands for. Even. It's wizarding tests. Is, is that like their exit exam? That's like their exit exam. Okay. This affects their careers, though. So in this book, for instance, and it comes up maybe in, I know it comes up in the book, I don't know, maybe in the movie of, for uh, Half-Blood Prince. Harry needs a certain potion score to become, to want to become an or An or is like the, uh, like a cop, like a kind of like a cop essentially for, like a, a, a wizard, dark wizard M- hunter, like an MP essentially. Yeah, like a detective, like a military police kind of thing. Yeah, it's like you're the you're the ministry's like. Is that detective. like the, the desired job that most kids like? I want to do this. That would be a cool job. I'm mean, yeah, but it's yeah. I think it's supposed to be like a detective, like investigator. It's kind of like um. Like we mentioned downstairs, when the scene where Dumbledore disappears, and yeah. Kingsley Shacklebolt's like, you know, you got to admit he's got style. <laughs> that guy's an horror. Okay. Like he's a you're like, it's hard to like decipher from our cops because we just think of our cops like you could be, well back in the day you could just be a high school grad. Right. Now you, I think you have to have a four year degree now, or at least an associate's. I'm not a hundred percent, depending on the district yeah. probably or the I mean, probably precinct. not in like. Backwater fucking Nebraska or something. Oh, yeah. But, like, you uh, watch, like, Making a Murderer, if you've ever watched that. It's like everybody in that case is like, yeah. well, he went to, that's his cousin. She went to high school and went straight to be a cop. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, anybody could just be a deputy back in 1979? Like, but back to that the guy saying Dumbledore has style. He was part of the order, right? He's he part of the order. At the beginning? Yep. Okay. But there's secret. Like, nobody, like, Cornelius Fudge, the minister, but doesn't know that they're in the order. The right, order's secret. Right, right. It's like basically, it's just a secret society of people that are fighting against Voldemort and his people, but it's not sanctioned by anything. Anything. I mean, Dumbledore isn't kind of in charge of it, I guess. Back in the day, he was. Too, Back in the day, he started it, but is which he... is why that photo you see with Neville's looking, his parents are in it, and like you see some people. There's other people that they probably don't mention in the movie, but like, oh, like in the movie or in the book, Mad Eye Moody shows it to Harry at. The house, the Grimald Place house. At the At Black Sirius, House? Yeah, the Black House. Because okay. he's part of the order, too. Right. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Jesus Christ. I'm not even touching my phone. Um, but in the book, he's, like, pointing out, like, oh, that's the Pruitts. They were killed two weeks after this picture. And it's, like, kind of, like, <laughs> real downer. <laughs> that, that's, that seems like more of a Mad-Eye Moody conversation to have, though. Oh, for right? sure. And actually, it gets mentioned, I think, in book seven and movie seven. Well, maybe not in movie. 
Harry gets a watch on his 17th birthday from Molly Weasley. It's like a sign of adulthood from okay. wizards. It's like a wizard's watch. It's on a man. It's like becoming a man. It's right. something about right. that. And it belonged to her brother, who was Fabian Pruitt. Her, mo- her brother was one of the people that was murdered. So, like, she's actually oh. a Pruitt. Like, it's kind of, it's, there's this interesting okay. family treat. And you <clears throat> notice in this movie, probably, with the they, yeah, black family. They, they, they make it seem like a very small, almost incestuous world. There is some of There is some of that. Is there? In fact, I think, because the whole thing where Bellatrix at the end of the movie, when she goes, you filthy half-blood. Yeah. And she's that's, a cousin that's a, of Sirius? That's a complete Hitler allegory, because Voldemort is half-blood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like there's all well there's always the rumor I don't know no one knows right, that right, he's right. partial at least part Jewish yeah it's just kind of interesting where it's like you hate what you might be and she was she Sirius' cousin Sirius's cousin I think Sirius is so her Bellatrix Lestrange they don't mention it much in the movie because they show that picture it's yeah. kind of cool how they do it on that i actually like how they did it. and how they burned off people who had died and i came in midway through and they're at christmas break that happens in the summer harry in that serious conversation where he goes because in the summer before the school starts yeah he okay. shows up there and there's like which you might have got a little bit of that in the movie they do show yeah they show him when he first shows up yeah and he's the, like we can't tell you much but here's that was before the trial even yep okay and in the in the book, that scene with Sirius happens before school, but he notices something about there's a portrait of his mom, Sirius's mom, there that screams at people. It's actually kind of a humorous part in the book because she'll just be like, "You filthy half breed!" Like it's just like they shut <laughs> right. her out and like burn her or whatever. And when Harry shows up, he goes, Sirius sees him and goes, "I see you've met my mother." And, he, and that's kind of the end of the chapter. And you're like, "Wait, what?" And you realize twelve grim old places where Sirius grew up. Gotcha. That's his house. Did you like in the movie where they do that, where it shows it growing out, kind of? That is cool, and that's, I mean... Because I used to want, when I thought of that earlier, I thought, well, I wonder if Tom is going to take that literally, or if he's going to think... Because the way I've always interpreted stuff like that... I was wondering how that that worked. It's not actually moving. It's just that it's imperceptible to human, normal human muggles. Right. It's kind of like pretend between you and your neighbor's house, there was just a building there that we couldn't see, but wizards were using. We couldn't see anybody. So they just assume it's like an open space? Kind of. It's like it's almost like there's actually a gap there, but to muggle eyes, it tricks. Like They have a charm on there that tricks them. To thinking, yeah, it's kind of like I, Hogwarts. Hogwarts is hidden. So like they explain the charms around Hogwarts and the grounds. Right. That if a muggle were to approach that, they would just be confused and be like, oh, I got to be somewhere and leave. Like they wouldn't even go. They would never just wander into the forest or something. Right. But even, I mean, happen. even that when they first go to the ministry and they take the phone booth, mm-hmm. that which is just an elevator down. Like, how does a muggle like I don't it, totally understand. I don't remember in the book if that's how that happens. I mean, this is me that just, is like, nitpicking. No, no, I that just, is a I good just don't know. Like, oh, it's kind of like... If there is an explanation It's to the same it thing. Not. Think about, like, how in the beginning of the book or in the movie where it's, like, you're expelled for using magic in front of muggles, and then, like, 20 minutes later, he's flying with a bunch of them by the Thames River, like, <laughs> yeah, in front of a bunch right of a fucking yachts. You're like, yeah. what? Exactly. That's just a movie making, like, like kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. So if they're supposed to be so secretive, why are you flying brooms in front of like on the <laughs> Thames River in front of yachts? Like that makes that makes zero sense. Yeah. 
there, I mean, wasn't in the last one they had a little bit of an explanation when he was driving the or on the bus. Oh, the night and, bus. That's book yeah, three. Like that. That's somehow. That's also kind of like the same thing with the Grimald's place, from... where like it's something about it. You might, as a muggle, we might like think like, did I just see like a blur? Like what just went? No, there's nothing there. Right. It's just like imperceptible. It's like you can't prove you saw something. It's just. It's like if we saw when people claim to see ghosts or something. Right, it's like right, right. maybe you did see something. Maybe it's a slip. I don't know what it is, but yeah, maybe I, there's nothing. I, I mean, like. It, I've always loved this because I love the idea of like this being possibly real. Where I know <laughs> right. I don't believe it, but it is like it's cool to think like, what if there is some sort of weird I mean, world I, out there that we don't know about? That's like I think they did a good job with the movies, but I imagine the books go deeper into how just shit generally works generally there's still things where i'm like i don't even know like the minister of magic i don't actually don't even know if he's elected or if it's just promoted i don't i don't know i can't remember i was thinking that day i was like is he elected <laughs> i don't th- i don't think he is self-appointed it's not self-appointed because that would be problematic <laughs> right. for them but it's got to be some kind of appointment but then you think about like Chief of police, that's a hiring process by the by a city. Right. But a sheriff is elected. Grants County. But, like, there's different it's yeah, yeah, no variations doubt. of stuff where you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that ever. But, I mean, almost the way I – Ministry of Magic or the Minister of Magic, I would equate the, to something like Secretary of Defense. Technically, it's supposed to be, like, the prime minister. Okay, so more president. Then, it is truly like it is, okay. he is the president. Okay, that's actually what that is. All right, I was thinking, but, but you got to think of it in British terms, so it's prime minister. Yeah, It'd be right. like Tony Blair at the time, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> or whoever was in the '90s. I guess Thatcher was Thatcher still in the early '90s, or not Ooh, quite. Thatcher, then Blair, and then Johnson, and so he's essentially Margaret Thatcher at that point, <laughs> right? Because if you remember, this is only supposed to be. I forget sometimes, like 1990. Because and, uh, so, I, when I you mean, go to the ministry, there's that scene with like the the things flying around, like the memos. Yeah, do you remember that? The, the, like, I don't remember in the movie if they say it, but Arthur says to Harry, like, we used to use owls, huge mess. Yeah, and they were using paper airplanes. And you think, and like, well, what the fuck? Why didn't you just use email? And then it's like, oh, it's 1990. It's <laughs> right. supposed to technically be 1990 because 92 is when book seven happens technically. And when did book seven drop? Because that was the last one. When did it Wait, get actually, published? no, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Sorry, I made a mistake. Book two is 92. Book seven is like 97. Okay. Uh, it took. It dropped in 07. Actually, what's funny is it dropped the same month as this movie. Oh, really? Because I remember, I think Order, the book movie came first, and then within a couple weeks, the last book dropped. So people were fucking pumped oh, because I'm it was sure. like Harry Potter month, man. <laughs> right. It was Harry Potter heaven. I saw this twice in theaters. I saw it with my mom, and I saw it with my brother and his wife. Nice. And my brother at the time had never read them, so he was con- he had seen the movies, and we watched it, and he was like, "I need to read these," so I let him borrow all of mine. Right. And he read them within a month. Yeah, I, I understand they're pretty quick reads, but yeah, they're not. It's not too different. Even this one, eight hundred ninety pages. It's probably thirty-eight to forty chapters. You read, you know, if you're really binging and really into it, you can read seven, eight chapters in a day. You can th- you can through that fucker in a week. Yeah, for sure. Pretty easily. 
it's not like Bible paper, you know, where it's super small. <laughs> because like I told you like, downstairs, I was so rich reading Outlander. Mm-hmm. It's like Bible thin paper and it's small font. I was like, this is going to take forever. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it a chance though. Uh, how did you, um, like just off feel like compared to the other ones, do you, did you like this one in a certain way over the others or? I, I like it's middle ground or middle. It's no, I, 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 I like it. It's darker than I think Goblet was. The Not color quite, scheme is darker. Yeah. And you even know, just in that. terms of story. But did you notice the colors are it's yeah, just a little more? To, I, I imagine that's a the theme that's going to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. The books are like that too, though, in a sense. Not color, but like just, it's just a lot. Duller. Yeah. Not duller. Sorry, darker. <laughs> dull. I hope it doesn't get dull. <laughs> but, God, there was one thing I wanted to mention from before you got here in the movie. What the fuck was it? First hour. Oh, uh, Felch. Filch? Filch. They fucking ruined that guy in the movies. Like, he was kind of intimidating in the first couple. He's, yeah. Now he's, he's there for comedic value at all. That's pretty it. much. He's like a caricature in the movies, yeah. in a sense. But, I mean, did they do that in the book? Because, I mean, in the, in book, the first he couple, is, he was kind in the of book, intimidating. He, he's pumped to, like, give discipline out because <laughs> yeah. he's just, like, he has chains and manacles in his, uh, in his office and stuff, it's just he's he's just a weird dude. Right. I forget. I'm, I'm gonna ask you quick because in the book it's legit or it happens. In this movie, because I missed the beginning, when he gets the expulsion letter and it's like you're expelled basically, or the the thing in the Wait. after the Dementors and he gets to the Dursleys and they're like, what happened? And he gets the letter. The letter like, said he was expelled. Uh, it didn't say he was expelled in the movie. They oh, said you ex- were. You were had a trial coming up. Oh, or something he gets expelled. Like that. Really? In the letter, it's like that we're gonna have a trial for you to possibly like be in trouble, like go to like jail. No, I don't think there was even a mention of expulsion. They just said you will, oh. you have to appear before the Ministry of Magic. So he gets a bunch of letters quickly in in the chapter in that book. I think it's called like oh, I can look it up, but anywho, does Aunt Petunia say anything peculiar in that? scene or not he walks in the door with dudley dudley who's all fucked up and she's trying to tend to him and the dad is like Loser you shit. finally turned him mad yeah like you, you see what you've done and does petunia what, say anything where he's like where you shut your the jaw fuck up. drops though not that i caught no oh no they missed out on this i could i just say i couldn't remember how the movie so in the book she they're asking Dudley, like, what happened? What happened? He's and he's unresponsive. Ex- he, well, in the movie, oh, he in, points at him. In the book, he points at Harry. Who did this to you? I mean, and in, but in the in the book, he explains. He's trying to explain. He's stuttering and stuff because he's upset and he's fucked up. He's like, these things. Well, he can't, actually, he can't see them because human muggles can't see dementors. They can feel them. It, it looked like he could see it. In the movie. They're not technically supposed to be. They're not. They can't actually see him. They can just feel the presence of something that's draining their happiness. And okay. he's trying to explain like how he's cold and like, and Harry says, you know, like, adds on is like like you'd never feel happy again. And Dudley agrees with him. And he goes, "They're dement. They're they're called dementors." And du- and Vernon, Uncle Vernon, goes like, "Dement? What? What are you talking about?" And it says literally in the book, "They're called dementors. They." They guard the prison Azkaban, said Aunt Petunia. Yeah, that didn't happen. And in the book, every, you're just like, how does Aunt Petunia know that? <laughs> well, she quickly, she's, like, she's kind of like, oh, shit. 
Which oh, obviously it she, slipped. And she let it slip, and she she knows because Vernon's like, "How do you know that?" And Harry even's like, "How do you know that?" <laughs> and she goes, "I heard that that nasty boy telling her about it, her sister." Okay, so she's this. She's the sister Harry's, of Lily. Okay, so it's Lily's, okay. his aunt, his Lily's sister. So his aunt on Lily's side. And Lily. Because Lily is a Muggle, technically. Lily is a Muggle. Kind of like her mind, born a muggle. Right. She's right. still a witch, though. Technically, I don't. Right. I've never understood. Is it midichlorian type shit, or is it just kind of like <laughs> yeah. random? Uh, we've we've had discussed that conversation this for several, sure. On everyone, but it's care. a good. It yeah, is interesting to be like, why? Why is it this person but not this person? Well, in her case, the interesting thing about her saying that and it comes forth in the book seven, when she says, "When you hear the term." That nas- I heard that nasty boy telling her about it. You automatically think it's Harry's dad. She's talking about Snape. She's talking about Snape. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's really cool when you finish the series because you go, holy shit. Like, you don't even realize that, like, Petunia knows Snape, technically, oh, in a right. way. It's like not, she doesn't really know him, but she met him at uh, several points in their childhood. That's wild. It's really cool when you actually put that stuff together. And um, that's one thing I will say and then, about this movie that. They subt- subtly, subtly showed Harry kind of being taken over with his little ticks and all that shit. And I feel like they almost overdid it in the movie. See, again, this being my first time watching it, I didn't catch on to that at all until the very end when they showed it in the, the dreams the dream is a big part of the book where you keep going out the same hallway it's this department of mysteries where the prophecies are which i we're gonna have a conversation about that because you probably might not even fully understand and i sometimes it confuses me i'm like what exactly is this hall for what's the point of having these prophecies right like why yeah, I why keep them fucking understand you don't have fucking you can't use the cloud baby <laughs> 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 you gotta like anyways um but another thing in the book from that same scene with uh, where she she mentions knowing what Azkaban is, Petunia, um, Vernon tries throwing Harry out. And I don't remember in the movie because I missed the beginning. If he goes, get the, get out of here, basically. Yeah, he kind of said, you're, you're out of here. But Petunia in the book, at least, goes, he can't. And everyone looks at her like, what? And Dumbledore sends quickly, it's called a howler. You might have seen it in the one book, in the one movie where it's like, it screams at you. It's a letter that screams. It says to her, like, Petunia, remember my last letter. Yeah, that didn't happen in the movie. <laughs> and it's the letter that she got the night Harry was left with that. Okay. Which basically says, I don't think it's a spoiler. He's protected when he's under that roof. There's a charm that, on there because she's a blood relative of his mom. Okay. As long as she's alive and he is underage. That house is safe. Voldemort could walk by there and not be able to do anything. So going back to even before that scene, the Dumbledore put a sleeper in the neighborhood, apparently. Yes, and it's funny because she's mentioned in the books before, but she's never mentioned have, in the movies. We her haven't name's, seen her, her in the movies. Before. No, her okay. name's Mrs. Fig. Yeah, she's a neighbor. She's a cat lady. She's kind of weird. In the book, they mentioned her a couple times where, like, they used to, like, she used to babysit him when, like, the Dursleys went on vacation because okay. they wouldn't take him on vacation. <laughs> right, <Fucking> terrible. <laughs> well, he always thought she was just weird, like, cat lady. But secretly, she's like Filch, though. She's a squib. She's not a witch. Okay. She's from a witch family, but has no witch powers. 
which is a squid. It's like being, I don't know what our world would be equated to, but. But that whole point you I just I don't want to say anything about like being like mentally messed up. It's not like that sort of thing. It's right. just genetically, you're not a witch. But that thing you said about Anti- that house like being safe, like when she brings them home in the movie, she's like, go inside and do not come out. Because she knew that the house was safe, essentially. Who did somebody say that in this movie? Fig did. Yes. Because she walked them home after. So she the knows. Yeah, attack. yeah. It's a Dumbledore placed her in that neighborhood to watch over him for years, kind of from afar. See, they didn't. They didn't imply that she'd been there for years because she. But she said, has been actually. Okay. In the she books, said, in the books, Harry mentions about in the books like being watched by Mrs. Fig and like growing up next to this lady, like. She gets. That's the thing I always love is like she gets mentioned in book one, but oh, you don't really? <laughs> you don't reveal her till book five where you're like Mrs. Fig knows about the Wizarding World, because she goes. She even says like, at least in the book, she's like, "Boy, get in the house. There's de- they're dementors. What do you think's going on?" And he just looks at her like, "What?" Oh, that's what like, they did in this in the movies after. She's at the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah, after he fucking gets rid of the dementors, she's like, "Don't put your wand away. They might come back." And he's yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, I wish, like, even though they don't have time in, in some of the early books especially, but, like, just having one scene with her maybe might have been like, oh, like that's, just, oh, I remember her. That's Mrs. Fig. I yeah. thought she was a muggle. Just having her saying, hi, Dursleys, as they're walking yeah, down yeah, the road yeah, or, or something. something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I understand it's having four different directors over an eight-movie span. JK plays a part in all of it, though, and she made some of the choices I understand. Like we mentioned in book four, like not introducing Winky the house elf, just having, like, yeah. I understand to an extent. You gotta save some time. And it's, some of it's a little confusing if you don't read it. For sure. But even this, like, we talked about the end of the movie where, and maybe we should go more in order, but <laughs> when when you even mentioned, when I mentioned you downstairs, where it's like Dumbledore is like explaining to Harry about, like, I know how you feel. And it's like, no, you don't. And it's like, it was to protect you. And it's like, I cared too much about you. And it takes like 15 seconds. I'm like, that's like a t- two chapters of a book right yeah. there. Just but not only scene. that, like that logic is fucking terrible. In the book, it's better. You still don't agree. It's Dumbledore made mistakes. But in the, in the book, I'll just get into it, I guess. In the book, he explains to him like how he knew when he was, a baby, obviously, he was leaving him like a heavy burden, and he knew he had to leave him with his aunt and uncle. Right. And like basically, you don't know this yet, but he got the prophecy to him. It was given to him by Trelawney. I don't know if you caught that it was Professor Trelawney in the prophecy. No, I didn't. Oh yeah, they kind of barely show a little bit of a v- image of glasses. I know it's hard to see. It might That's, have been trickery. Uh, Emma, Emma Thompson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is funny because she gave another prophecy one other time about Lord about Sirius. No, it was about Peter Pettigrew, but you think it's about Sirius. Oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. The yeah. servant will return to its master. <laughs> well, she says um, in that, like, basically, neither can live while the other survives. Basically, they're going to have one of two. They're going to have a duel. They're going to have to. Their death is going to come at one of each other's hands. Right. One way or the other. Or both at the same time. So... But yeah, which makes me think like, does that just mean like Harry could just walk into traffic and be like, all right, I'm good? <laughs> like, is that what that <laughs> right. means? Like, I've never understood that fully. Yeah, that I mean, it's pretty vague, I suppose. But uh, where was I going with that? 
Oh, well, he explains to him, like, he's known about that for a long time since she gave him the prophecy years and years before that the they don't even give the full prophecy in the movie. The full prophecy has to do with, like, like thrice thwarting the Dark Lord, this person's, like, his his parents have thrice thwarted, sorry, it's hard to say, <laughs> right? the Dark Lord, born under the moon of Saturn in, like, late July. Like, it has, it's about a person. It doesn't say Harry Potter. Well, this comes down to two people. Him it's and either Voldemort. Harry Potter, no, or Neville Longbottom. Oh, really? Harry and Neville are the only two boys in that same span that can fit that prophecy. Interesting. And I think in the book it gets mentioned. They don't mention this at all because obviously you're hearing that. It's like, oh, that's surprising. Which I think Voldemort is also born in the summer, I think. I Can't. thought there was more of a connection to the two of them. They do have a connection yeah. for sure. But Neville, the only difference between him and Neville in a, in a weird way is the prophecy. So Voldemort heard the prophecy. He didn't hear the full prophecy back in the day. That's why they want that. He that wants was to, the thing he was missing? That's the weapon. that. That's all okay. Voldemort wants is that stupid. It seems kind of stupid. Like, yeah, all you want to hear is a, a message, bit, basically. Yeah. That's all you want to hear. <clears throat> right. He heard a partial part of it because somebody witnessed that message. Back in the day, it wasn't Dumbledore, but someone else snuck, like overheard it mm-hmm. and reported to him. I won't tell you who that is yet. You'll learn in the future. What's important is Voldemort, based on that, chose Harry, and that's why Harry ex- Dumbledore explains to Harry like it could have been Neville, maybe, it, but it could have been Neville. But Harry, he chose you. He put the prophecy, and he's the one that. It's just a prophecy. Right. But he's the one that made a choice to enact on that prop. Like, by him choosing to attack you, he fulfilled it. Okay. In a sense. All right. Uh, that's it's a real, it's weird. It's kind of like chicken before the egg type weird. Like, yeah. Did yeah, you cause, sure. did Voldemort cause his own problems by cho- by hearing this and being like, well, I got to get rid of this guy because I think he's supposed to get rid of me. Right. Or was that... You know, it's it's really... It's convoluted, for sure. It's strange. <laughs> like I said, though, like this story to me at the end of the day, whenever I read it, I'm like, there's no fucking loose end. Like, there's still things that are a little confusing, but Harry Potter could have been Neville Longbottom. And I love Neville. Neville's one of my favorite characters. He actually plays... He is great. And I mean... And I'm actually out to mention this now. These, I want to talk about some of the things. I made some notes. Yeah, like... Some of the things that are different from the book or just like, man, they really could have added this. So the scene when we were, it was right when I came in, basically when Neville tells Harry, they're standing in front of the mirrors at, when they're doing their defense against the dark arts training with Harry, the Dumbledore's army stuff. Yeah. And he's like, those are my parents. They were, atta- they were, it's just the two of them. Yeah. And yeah, they okay. were tortured and they're insane. Basically they're alive. They're not. They're I mean, not dead. Sirius had already told him about them being. Harry, tortured. I think Harry already knew from Dumbledore or something. I, I think in, Sirius in, told him in the movie that. Did he? Yeah, I don't know if he knew it was Neville's parents. That might have been what it was. But yeah. Well, actually, in Goblet in the book, Harry sees the trial. That's the whole Barty Crouch Jr. Barty Crouch Jr. was in with that group that tortured them. 
So when Harry oh, okay. in the pensive sees like the trial, I don't know if they really show it much in the movie, a little bit with the tongue thing where he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in the book, it's a lot more in depth where like he was part of torturing these people. He says something about Frank and Alice Longbottom and Harry hears the name and is like Longbottom. And he asked Harry Dumbledore after when they come out of the pensive, like, is that Neville's parents? He's like, yeah, yes. Neville never told you what happened to his parents. Yeah, I don't think that was in the movie. It's not. Yeah. But in this movie, they miss for an emotional point of like for you to like really be on not that you're not on Neville's side, but like when Neville has triumphs to you to be like, fuck yeah, Neville. Like it's kind like of Neville's motive to understand his motivation more of like <clears throat> he's soft in a sense and like yeah. a gentle boy and a nice boy. But like there's a scene so there's a couple. Of th- there's one scene in particular they leave out that I think is important for multiple reasons, and it's I don't understand why they didn't have it. So after Arthur Weasley gets attacked at the Ministry by the Snake by Nagini, because that's right. Nagini. If you remember Nagini, right? That's Nagini. Voldemort's snake. Oh, I didn't know that was his name. No, Nagini is her name. It's a she. Her. Oh, my bad. <laughs> don't want to misgender anybody. <laughs> her she. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jeremy's chocolate. Sorry. Um, no, I just remember she is a she. But I don't know what she identifies as. I never asked her. <laughs> right. But anyways, um, Nagini, if you do, you don't remember it in the movie. You kind of see it when the in the mirrors, not the mirror, but I the, do, the tile yeah. of the wall. You can see a snake. Right. And you realize it's a snake attacking. That's that's Nagini. That's Voldemort's snake. Okay, I just assumed that was Voldemort doing the attacking. And that's like, actually understandable. State, but that was actually really happening. So was it? You you know that was happening, right? Yeah, I okay. I assumed it was a vision, not a dream. Yeah, but was that so? Was that the same? The snake was the one who had Sirius, also. Then nobody had Sirius. That's the thing. Oh, that's right, because that it was, was a, just they implanted. Him. Yeah, they tricked Harry. Right. They realized that's why Snape was trying to teach him to keep that shit out because if Voldemort can. Did invade they ever his mind, say when Voldemort realized that they were connected? They or? don't say. I think in the book. I think he realizes sometime in Goblet. It might be something to do oh, with... Oh, even before this movie. I think he realizes at some point that, like, wait a second, like... Did it have to do with... Because, like, when Harry has the dream about the man, the muggle in the Goblet of Fire that gets killed in the beginning of the movie... Do you remember that with the guy where he walks in and he's like... The first scene in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he... That's that's what's, he's ha- that's what's happening. Harry's seeing right. he's in Voldemort's that's, mind, that's right. but he doesn't. They, neither of them know that yet. There's a connection between. Them. I do remember that. Now, that's yeah. what that was. Okay. Well, you don't realize it then, but you do now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's lots of little things where you're just like, "Whoa, two books back." That kind of <laughs> actually applies now. Anyways, um, no, what's what was missing that I think was a bad choice on their part the movie makers is there's a scene in the book after arthur gets attacked do you realize in the movie it just like the next scene is like christmas and they're like welcome home hon and it's like it's like (laughs) why why are you like why did you there's no investment in the him being in because he was in very grave family doesn't give a shit like he was in grave fucking danger all the kids are like yeah there's really like two to three scenes that were cut out one is they're they're home for christmas that does happen at christmas break and they're home in the Grimald home, I see. By home, I mean Grimald Place. Sirius is yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Headquarters for the Phoenix. And 
um, Fred and George get in a fight, not a physical fight, but with Sirius, because they're like, Sirius is basically kind of like, he knew the risk, like, this is just part of how it is, like, and they're like, that's our dad, you know, kind of like freaking out. Right. And I think that missing that's important because you don't understand, you always see it from Harry's perspective, but you don't understand like how this, all of this is affecting other people and other families. Mm -hmm. So like Fred and George to them, you know, you don't really understand how it feels to them to like, that's their dad. Right. Or like Siri. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself. There's people that get together, like Lupin and Tonks eventually kind of get together. That's a spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> but like, you know, they're in fear of for each other's lives at times. You know, it's like there's families. There's a scene in this in the book that they leave out that I thought would have been really important. Do you remember what a boggart is from, from uh, book three? That's the three? one that gives you the scariest thing you've ever yes. seen or whatever. There you go, Tom. Hell yeah. <laughs> Attention, baby. <laughs> in this book, there's a scene after Harry, Harry gets home from his trial. He's cleared. Everyone's kind of celebrating like, oh, thank God. You know, we're good. Yeah. And... I don't know if in the book and movie it shows this because I missed it, but Ron and Hermione are awarded prefects. Do you remember what prefects are? No. It's like an honorary, like they're kind of like, it's kind of like head of the class. Like you're kind of like. It makes sense for Hermione, but not really for Ron. They choose a boy and a girl. Oh. They don't choose Harry because Harry, Dumbledore tells him later, like you had a lot on your plate, kind of like I didn't want to put too much burden on you. Gotcha. Well, after that, Harry is in Grimald Place and sees Mrs. Weasley in a room and she's sobbing over Ron and Ron's like dead. And Harry's like, what the fuck? Well, the bogger, remember, it's your worst fear. It's not really Ron. It's okay. her. She's thinking it turns into Ron being dead. And then it changes to Fred. Then it changes to George. Then it changes to Bill and Charlie. Oh, and so it's like her. A child and, had died. And Sirius and them come in and are like, well, like they, they get rid of it for her. Mm-hmm. I think that scene is really important to the series because it shows like just how, how this affecting all of them, the idea of there being a war, because a war is coming. Right. Like, they've all lived through it before because they were in the Order of the Phoenix in the, whatever, in the 70s or whenever this actually would have been. 19, that's so weird to think about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Picture like fucking like long Zeppelin hair and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mad-Eye Moody smoking a fucking joint listening to like... Yeah. <laughs> The wall. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, but uh, it's it would have shown more consequences of stuff. But so that's one scene I wish they'd had. Mm-hmm. The other is because the consequences of Arthur getting gravely injured, he goes to the hospital. There's a hospital in the Wizarding World called St. Mungo's. It's St. Mungo's, I think it's called Magical something to do with like maladies and something else it's 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 just a hospital for wizards right right and while he's there this is the scene in the book where ron hermione neville or sorry ron hermione harry and like the weasleys are all there to visit arthur and while they're there harry walks around and he runs into neville harry and ron and hermione are like neville what are you doing here mm-hmm. And her and Neville's grandmother's with him, and she looks at him and she goes, "Neville, have you never told them what happened to your parents?" And he just kind of stays silent, and she explains, and the, the grandma explains to them like, Neville's parents were ours, and they were 
attacked and put under the Cruciatus curse. So are they still alive? Like they're in both still alive. They're just they're insane. They're like not insane and like crazed. They're right. just like kind of vegetables. Kind of gotcha. They can walk and talk. They can walk, but they don't really talk. They don't. They can't. Damn, I I assume they were dead. No, they're not. Wow. That's why it's. I really wish the scene was in there because it's actually like, I imagine if they'd had the scene in the movie, it would have been actually kind of a tearjerker because there's a scene in the book where she walks up to him and she she goes, what is it, Alice? Because Alice Longbottom is her name. And she, she has a gum wrapper. All she has is a gum wrapper and she puts it in Neville's hand as like a gift and Neville puts it in his pocket. And then she, I think Harry sees him later at the dorm, like put it in like a, a drawer with other rap. Like it's like right. that's all the connection he has to his mom. And it's like if you had had that scene in there, you could have easily like Neville has future triumphs where you're rooting for him. And, in yeah, this movie, he's there at the weight. end. You would not that people don't care about Neville, but it's like it would make you be like understand more why he's so like. Yeah. Because there's a scene, remember when he's looking at the Daily Prophet and he's just glaring at this picture of Bellatrix and Strange? Because that's who fucking tortured his mom. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Actually, I don't know if his dad's alive. Because in the book, I think it just mentions Alice coming up to him. Okay. And he's like, what is it, Alice? Because she says, like, what is it, Alice, dear? Oh, okay. You got it. That's almost kind of like talking to a kid. (laughs) Right. You've got another gift for him. Oh, that's great. You know, like, but that's her daughter. Like, and I'm like, if they had had that in the it's so much more powerful than him just looking at a mirror and being like, my parents were tortured 14 years ago. It's like, it's still it, powerful. It certainly has more weight to it. It has way more sure. weight. Plus they could have used the same actress. It's just a picture of the woman that's in the picture. I mean, like, come on now going back to, Oh, real quick. One oh, other cool ahead. thing about that chapter. Guess who else is in the hospital? Gilderoy Lockhart, Kenneth Branagh's oh, character. Really? <laughs> they run into him, and he's, he's like, he doesn't know. He's shit crazy. Yeah, he doesn't know who they are. <laughs> and he's like, sometimes I sign these that, autographs. That would have been a cool camera. It's kind of cool. He's like, he's like, I sign autographs, and they're like, hey, like, even though he's a piece of shit, but like. Yeah, but that still would have been a good camera. It's kind of like an interesting, like, one-page innocence where you're like, holy shit, Professor Lockhart's in this. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's a good. I think that, that chapter is literally called, cool. like, St. Mungo's. Yeah, that's one th- it's disappointing because that's I like this movie a lot and through five movies I think I still like Azkaban better a little bit just personally yeah me too stylistically too but I think this is probably right there it's yeah. better than one two and four and yeah what were you going to say if you remember oh uh, back to the attack on Papa Weasley Yep. Like even after the dream when they're rushing Potter and the entire Weasley family. Yeah, when he's like sweaty. <laughs> yeah. To Dumbledore's office, even the Weasley kids at that point don't seem too upset about I kind of noticed that too. I don't know why. Like I, I mean, think it's cuz they don't know if it's Harry just having a dream. Well, even they had somebody come in like, oh, he's at the hospital. I think they at that think point, he's yeah, gonna maybe be they're just right. in shock. I don't know. I mean, maybe, I've never had my mom or dad like brutally attacked, but I've had where I've had to go see my mom or dad in the hospital when they weren't doing well, and it's, there is you do have a kind of a there's shock. a bit of shock there, but I mean, some emotion. Yeah, like, uh, they, it's they tough because I I I know what you mean though. I understand what you mean. I also. 
in the book at least because harry i know in the dream he's like "Ah, ah." yeah in the book he starts like screaming when he wakes up and he's like and ron's like what's going on he's like go get you know like your dad your dad's been attacked and like he's freaking out yeah they didn't show anything yeah they they don't the dream and then all of a sudden yeah they don't really show that but in the in the book harry's freaking out and like harry's yelling like mcgonagall is completely underserved in this movie was she that unattached in the book Outside of like the first movie, she always gets underserved, unfortunately. I mean, she's such a badass. She's she like had, the most badass. Yeah, I, dude. I thought, dude, <laughs> I would have liked to see her and the totalitarian bitch have more, like, in the book, they do. This, in the like, book, they absolutely do. It's and they should have had that. They kind of teased it a little bit. Oh, there's one. But Did you have a scene with them? There was one. There were two scenes with the two of them. Is One the when they kicked out Emma Thompson's character. That happens earlier in this than it does in the book. I think that happens actually later in the book. Okay. But I no- I noticed that I didn't see that, so I was like, man, they must have kicked her out pretty early in the movie. But then there was another... Because she doesn't even like Emma Thompson's character. Right. Because she's just a flake. Yeah, she's a flake. There was one other scene that I can't exactly remember what context was. My favorite in the... <clears throat> she was questioning the... Fucking. In the book, there's a great scene because Quidditch in the book is takes place a little bit. There's no Quidditch in this movie. There's not a, no. which is good. They didn't need it. It's not right. important. Right, right. But like Ron's on the team. He's, he's the keeper. The team, he's though. the keeper. <laughs> um, Harry and Fred and George all get kicked off the team for fighting. Really. One of her decrees is like she starts like just. She, anything that has to, like extracurriculars, they have to get approved, and they get a fight with Malfoy for something on the pitch. They win a game, and they get in a fight, and they get kicked off the team. Right. But um, God, where was I going with this? Oh, McGonagall. During their OWLs, their exams, they have sort of like consul- consultations with each student. Where, what do you want to do? What are you thinking about doing for careers? Right. I mean, they're fourteen or fifteen, so that's got to be tough. Oh yeah. Fifteen. I don't know. I thought about being a teacher then, and I started as that. Didn't end up as that. Yeah. But a lot of people do that shit. And Harry wants to be an R, just like uh, Moody and uh, Kingsley and all those people are. Yeah. Tonks. And uh, she's going over. Umber just sitting in because I think at that point she's the headmaster, headmistress, and McGonagall sitting with them because she's the head of his, um, a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're all the three of them are together, and Umbridge is just being Umbridge, you know, just being a bitch. And <laughs> yeah, she keeps doing that like little. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. In the book, she does it too, which is great. That's why right. that actress did a fucking awesome job. I, yeah, Imelda I, Staunton, she's an Oscar nominee for something. I've seen her in a bunch a of a lot shit. of British stuff. Yeah, but I mean, her name's Imelda. She Staunton. plays bitch very well. Very well. <laughs> she was great in this. Yeah, she does that little thing. <laughs> And she keeps doing it, and there's a point in the book, and it's almost laugh out loud funny when McGonagall looks at her and goes, "Would you like a cough drop? Cough drop? Uh, what's her name? What's her first name in this? Dolores. 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 Would you like a cough drop? Like it's just like <laughs> she's just like totally like, will you shut the fuck up? Basically. And that going to that that one Maggie scene. Maggie Smith's great too. Yeah, she's mm. fantastic. But the scene when Harry first springs up. Dumbledore or Voldemort and she kind of breaks character and screams at him and then <laughs> oh yeah after she's that, psycho the man yeah 
Just does she shit. in the movie? Does when she tells him to go leave, does he just leave class? Because in the book he has to go to detention, but she sent he she sends her him to McGonagall. Does that happen in the movie? No, she tells him she has he has detention, and okay. then it goes to him going to her. Okay, so office. in the bo- in the book she sends him to detention and goes. And he keeps going, and he's she's like, Mr. Potter, go see McGon- Professor that McGonagall. That was the first interaction McGonagall had when she was saying, we can't torture the students. And she's like, are you questioning, are you questioning the ministry? Oh, see, that doesn't and really happen like, uh, in the book, per se. She, he goes to her, Perry does, before the torture stuff, and is like, he's like, I have a detention letter. And she reads it, and she's like looking at it, and she's like, Potter, like... You have to be smarter than this. You cannot be arguing with this woman. And he's like, why, why? She's she's calling me a liar. And she's like, she is here to spy on us. Like, basically, she just yeah, that pulls didn't it out. Where she's, like, she's like, she's not here to help us. Right. There was no explanation as to how McGonagall found out. Like, because oh, Harry gotcha. just had it happen. Ron and Hermione saw the, like, See in the book thing on his hand. Ron sees it. He goes to a few detentions. Ron sees it and he goes, Bloody hell, like you gotta you gotta go to McGonagall. He's like, No, 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 I'm not gonna go. Right. And she's like, To go to Dumbledore. He's like, Dumbledore doesn't even want to look at me. Like I can't <laughs> yeah, they, I can't. That was mentioned at time or And two. basically like he never really tells which I mentioned when I came in and it shows all of them getting tortured. Like that does not happen. Yeah. It's only Harry. That we know of, I guess, off script, you know, maybe Fred and George get it. I don't know. I doubt it. Right. And even that. She's specifically there for the ministry, but also to shut Harry and some of those people up. Yeah. Which is, I mean. Very fucking. Interesting. <laughs> oh, another thing. Central I just thought of that's not in. And I don't think they mentioned in the pot I was into. Do you remember Rita Skeeter? From book four. Remember Miranda Richardson's character, the blonde, the reporter that's like yeah, making yeah, yeah. shit up? Yeah. Well, remember at the end of book four, when in the movie four, when Hermione discovers that she's like turning into a beetle? Un- she's an unregistered anim- animagus. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Well, she has her on that. Like, she can blackmail her essentially because mm-hmm. it's illegal. They use her to write a story about Harry, the full, like, detail of what happened the night with Cedric in Luna's dad's magazine, the Quibbler, that she's reading on the train. Her So Luna's dad owns, runs the magazine called the Quibbler. Okay. It's basically like... I knew um, she was, I saw her reading something at the beginning. I didn't know. It's like... Uh, any... it's, I can't even... It's like TMZ would be kind. It's just like weirdo, like... It's like... What are those things you see at Meyer when you're like in the like a National Enquirer Quire, yes. kind of thing? Okay, where it'd be like like it'll have stories like Sirius Black, <laughs> is he bad or is he the lead singer of this band? <laughs> like what? Elvis was seen walking around. Yeah, it's like that's North Dakota. Like, well, like Harry puts in the book. Harry puts decides like fuck it. It's Hermione's idea. Hermione sets it up where he's like fuck it. Let's give it a chance, and people read it and start to side with him. Yeah. It's kind of it's weird because there's a little bit of like whatever side you're on, I know. But like and it can go back into the 30s and 40s, too, where it's like. Is it like do we do we trust our government? Or do we trust the media? Do we trust like it's kind of like yeah. there's like who's this guy's a liar? No, these it's, it's McCarthyism, McCarthyism shit. It's definitely sure. some McCarthyism. Yeah. 
it's interesting. It's there. She definitely, obviously, takes from several things from the 20th century. Oh, absolutely. And it's not exactly creative, but the way she does it is impressive, in my opinion. Yeah, she does a good job. Now back to Luna. I'm five movies in. She's probably my favorite tertiary character. Like, I'm glad you said that. She's outside she's of Neville. Awesome. Neville's good, but I like her a lot. She is. So she's a Ravenclaw. She's a year below them. So she's in Ginny's class. So she's a year four in this book. Ginny's only a year younger than them. Yep. I thought she was a couple. She's okay. a year. Yeah, because Chamber of Secrets is in book two. Harry's year two. She's the one that gets to dub. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah. Um, those Weasleys were getting at it. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um. Did had she, did she show up in nope. the other movies? The this first is time, her first movie. You do hear their family mentioned in the book once when when they go to the World Cup for the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah. When they go to that port key in the woods or whatever, and it's or not the woods, but like in that field, and it's like, hey, is everyone here? And it's like, well, the Lovegoods were gonna come, but they couldn't for some reason. I don't know they okay. and I don't think they say it even in the movie, but in the book they mentioned. So you see the name Lovegoods before. So the Lovegoods, Luna's family, doesn't live that far from Ron in real life. Okay. Like, they're but somehow in the same area. When they first hopped on the fucking carriage, Hermione stopped herself from calling her... Looney Lovegood. Oh, is Luna the Looney? Was Looney. that what she was Yeah, say? well, they call in the book, it's Looney. It's it's a derogatory term, obviously. Right. Because she's weird. She says she's, weird yeah, shit. Yeah, she's, she's awkward, for sure. But I love that actress. I don't know. I've never seen her in anything else, but I'm like, that actress is great. Like, uh, Yeah, she was, she was fantastic. I Ivana thought. Lynch is her name. And that thing, she said, that's an interesting necklace. Oh, it's a charm to keep away the narbles. Narbles. Yeah, she's just. Does that come back in any way, form, or fashion? Or is that Not just... really. I think, isn't it when Harry and Cho kiss, doesn't she look at a mistletoe or something and say something about nargles or something? Maybe in the book it's what they say. I don't think there's... I, I think mean, in the, the book mistletoe they, showed up. I think in the book kissing. she says something about like, oh, it's mistletoe, and somebody says something about like keeping the nargles away, and she's like, what? And he's like, oh, something Luna said or something. <laughs> yeah, Because Cho is also a Ravenclaw, so she knows. Right. Oh. oh, that was a wasted opportunity if that they didn't use that for something. It's not like important. It, it should have been. That Her dad... Cool. I'm trying to remember if her dad's in. I he plays a part in book seven. I think he's in. He's got to be in movie seven. Otherwise, yeah, he's played by Reese Reese Ifans. Oh really? Oh shit! You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, he is yeah. a lizard in yep. the first Amazing Spider-Man. That's true. Yeah, Reese Ifans plays Luna Lovegood's dad. His name is Xenophilius Lovegood. What a fucking name! <laughs> yeah, Luna's awesome. Luna and Neville, yeah, like pretty much Luna Neville Ginny. Tertiary characters are like some of the favorites, and even like even I, like Draco is a good character, even though he's shit. He's insane. kind of put out to the shelf in this movie, also. He's not in this one much. He's just an inquisitor or whatever the fuck they. Yeah, call him. And in, I guess in this book, in next book, he plays a bigger part. He's actually <clears throat> a pretty big part in book six. But having not known going forward that Harry and Ginny sh- end up together, yeah. They tease it pretty well in this movie. They do. uh, With her, anyway. She's eyeing the fuck out of him Mm. while he's all about Cho. Cho. That's one thing in the book. Cho's not the one that betrays them. Oh, really? Mm -mm. It's her friend whose name is Marietta. 
Her friend Marietta de- betrays them because her mom's in the ministry and she gets pressured. Okay. And but Cho didn't technically betray them because she was potioned up. That's what this. That. That's what they cover in this, which makes. I'm glad they added that because it's kind of like, oh, okay, at least they can. She's not a complete cunt. Yeah. <laughs> like in the in the book, at their first meeting, Hermione has them all write their names on a scroll, and she tells them like. If you betray us, like it's gonna be a problem. She doesn't say what. <laughs> right. Well, what happens is Marietta, I think it was Marietta Edgecombe, she betrays them, and when they see her, she has like scars that say snitch on her or sneak. Sneak or snitch. I think it's sneak. And that was her, done by Hermione? Hermione put like a like a curse on this. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Christ. It's kind of it's kind of like, damn, That's Hermione. Fucking dark. But it's also like kind of like good <laughs> yeah, thing, I mean, bitch. You get what you, you get what you get. It's also like maiming somebody, so I don't know <laughs> if I'm cool with that, but it's different in the wizarding world. I There's also little connections, like in book in this book, um, their first meeting takes place at the Hogshead Inn in Hogsmeade. The bar where they went because they might have been this one. On the owner get the owner of the Hogshead is a man named Aberforth Dumbledore. Really, it's Dumbledore's brother. He's the one that runs the Hogshead. Because um, yeah, he's the one, even though we don't know it yet, he's the one that tells Dumbledore, even though they don't get along, that like, hey, like Dumbledore already knew this shit was going on. Right. Yeah. He always he's knows. All knowing, essentially. But his brother tipped him off, like, hey, you got but, some students <laughs> meeting mean, in my bar. I know your students and all, but fucking calling it Dumbledore's army. Jenny came up on a piece of paper. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that was dumb. But um, <laughs> goddamn. What else? I have some notes. So yeah, I mentioned Show versus Marietta, so that they didn't. It wasn't Show actually. Um, the room of requirement. So the room they meet in in the castle, when Umbridge starts breaking away, like. Yeah, you said sh- you had a problem with that. That room is like it's called the room of requirement because it's when you need something like like sometimes it's like Dumbledore mentions a book for like um, I one night and it's kind of funny it's at the Yule Ball when they have the that party that that dance in yeah. book four he mentions to Harry at some point something about the room of requirement he says like you know one night I really needed a latrine and I couldn't find one or a laboratory oh, and that's, that's what he calls it. and it just it just showed up. Ron said, what if I need to go to the bathroom or something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's really, it's a room that shows up when you need it. It doesn't have a set placement, per se. So, like, the fact that she would just know where it is and be able to break the walls in it doesn't make any sense. Like, right. And Filch kind of, in the movie, I missed the beginning, but Filch kind of knows where it is. He's watching He them. followed them. He followed a group of kids, and they turned the corner, and then they were gone. The entire thing. But it's made to sound the room, like the wall. The was. point of the room is like, let's say you needed it for like, I need to fucking store drugs in here, and let's say you're a drugstore, but right. I need to store. I need to get rid of these drugs. And if I was following you, unless I had the same exact idea, I couldn't get in the room. I could get in the room for a different reason, but not see you in the same. It's it's really it's 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 interesting. I don't know if it's like a Deus Ex Machina type thing where it's like kind of, but. It, it plays a part in book six and book seven. So the fact that she's blowing it away with 
her wand doesn't make any sense because it's not a plotable. It'd just be a solid wall. It's not a plotable wall. It's not in the same right. spots. That's why it's like, what the fuck, really? I guess it's kind of a cool thing to look through the keyhole and see her pointing. And again, that was my problem with like the whole Filch character. He's sitting out there with a sandwich and falling asleep. And yeah, I don't know if that's they just make it's him a all caricature. just comedic bullshit. Like they're playing the story so straight, except for that bullshit. Yeah, like I mean, I don't need that. Okay, so I mentioned Saint Mungo's. I mentioned Luna. We've talked about Luna. Um, I was gonna mention like the stuff at the ministry. I yeah, noticed you said it more there was as, a bunch. as I watch it more. I notice, like when the Aurors show up to fight the D- Death Eaters. Did you notice that nobody's yelling spells? Really? That, I wanted to mention that, like when they're when they're just like they're doing, doing this like and the fucking expelliarmus and fucking. But they're not even shit. saying shit. But when you're actually in battle, like Voldemort and. Uh, Dumbledore, when they're having their big old, they're not saying angle, they're not saying a goddamn thing. Those are called nonverbal spells, and generally, they you learn those eventually as you get older. In fact, Harry and them start to learn it, like maybe next book. Okay. It's where it's like you don't you're thinking it more than saying. Like you don't have to be like, you don't have to verbalize it. You just... Yeah, it's nonverbal. Yep. Now, the stuff that Dumbledore and Harry are doing, like in the book, I can't remember exactly how that battle goes. It's more about like. From what I remember, Voldemort's sending more, like, killing curses, and Dumbledore's throwing, like, statues in the way of it and shit, right. and, like, blocking Harry from stuff more than, than anything. That stuff with the fire and, like, the, the, fire the water sphere, which is kind of cool. I mean, the visually And the glass stuff. Like, that doesn't... I don't remember that being in the book. I, I'm glad they did it. And it felt very... Especially early on when it's the wands strokes hitting each other it reminded me of like lightsaber shit uh, yeah a hundred percent where you're just like oh we're just fighting yeah star wars battles exactly but that's what it looks like but it's cool looking yeah, most and that definitely. i remember that scene i think i've showed you this scene before it's down on, on youtube when we were hammered the you know the and like the glass just coming oh, down yeah, like that's yeah. in theaters that was fucking awesome in 2007 that was like my and then shit throwing the glass it's not as great now quite as good i mean the movie uh, the still effects looks of the solid. movie looks solid except for the autistic giant in the fucking jesus in the fucking that looked bad there was forest. something else i commented on it was like oh that doesn't look great i don't know what it was the uh stampede of centaurs didn't look great well, I was actually commenting, though that didn't look great either. I was already commenting on, like, I knew Grop was coming. That's <laughs> yeah, what that was. Yeah, I was like, was oh, bad. fuck, it's going to be bad here. That looked second. just as bad as the troll from the first movie, which... Maybe not quite. That troll was bad. Close. That, that one was pretty was bad. really bad, but this, uh, it should have looked better. I'm curious what the troll in Fellowship of the Ring looks like 22 years later. I haven't seen that in so long now. I, yeah, it can't I be haven't good. watched those movies. Even for the year in review, I didn't rewatch them, so I haven't seen those We should do those probably. 15, 20 years. Um, yeah, but that final battle, I think there's a lot of cool stuff. Like, Bellatrix kind of, like, escaping into the fire, like the flu network, the green flames. Yeah, I thought the curse that she put on Sirius Black was the killing curse. That's not in the book. That's a huge problem with this movie. That's is people, a lot of fans are pissed about that. What happens in the book is I think it says something like a jet of red. So basically, there's the scene right before that where Sirius goes, 
Good one, James. I did catch that you call him James. Was that his middle name? That's his dad's name. I know it's his dad's name. I think it is his middle name, too. So, okay. But he's referring to him as his dad. I guess I'm slip up because him and his dad are so similar. Sometimes, And even in fact, Mrs. Weasley sometimes says to him, like, you know he's not James, right? Like, kind of like he's your godson, not your best friend. Right. However, that line, if they had used that line in a different context, like in a different part of the book, I wouldn't have cared. But that's the last thing he ever says to Harry is, good one, James. And then he gets an Avada Kedavra in the chest. And then has, that kills you instantly. He actually looks at Harry and then like kind of fades into that veil. The veil, here's what happens in the book. He is talking shit. He's fighting with Bellatrix and he's kind of like, it's almost like he's showing off for Harry. It gets too cocky and she hits him with a a red stream of sparks, which is probably a stunning spell. Stunning just kind of stuns you where you're like, might crumple. What hits him and he hits and he hits that veil and he disappears. And just kind of like he melts away, kind of like he does in the in the movie. He doesn't get killed by the killing curse in the book. Because in the book, there were rumors up till book seven of like, maybe he's, he's out there somewhere. Like, yeah. where is he? What is that veil? They never fully explain what the veil is. But in the book, they do the same thing that they did in this movie where it's kind of brief. But when they see it at first, Harry and Luna both hear voices they're like do you hear yeah, that yeah they do that in the, yeah. and i think it's related to the festival i think it has to do with death i think it has to do with that's the reason they can see the, those that's winged what, did they explain that thing that? That they did like the only reason we can see them is because we've been close to death it's that they've like seen that. death death they seen death up close and understood what it meant that's important because you could argue why didn't harry see it already because i saw his mom die well when he was a baby he didn't know what that meant right so but then he saw Cedric. Cedric die. Yeah, he saw him in front of him, and then it took him. But she saw her mom die. But then going in an forward accident. from that, when they're all riding those fucking horses, in the book, it's, it's <laughs> actually humorous because Ron and Hermione and them a they're lot just, of just riding an invisible. They're just like, oh my god, what the f-? like? Basically, they're like what the Wonder fuck? Woman in her invisible jet. Pretty kind much, of thing? they're like, okay. I don't know what we're grabbing onto. <laughs> okay. That would have made more sense story wise, anyway. Yeah, that's but what they that's show what, them. It's hard it. to like put that in a movie, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, so yeah, that veil, it's kind of it's like that's why it's called the Department of Mysteries. I don't know, it's never fully explained what it means, but in the book, he doesn't die because he got killed by Avada Kedavra. She never says that. Okay, I couldn't. I didn't quite make out what she said. I knew that was like the killing curse, but I didn't there's know one if that thing was exactly what we she might be said. able to YouTube it later. But in one of the when they first start battling with the auras and the Death Eaters, somebody I think it might be Moody does that staff thing, and the guy flies. I swear to God, when he flies, whoever it is gets hit by it. I swear he goes, "Oh, go to hell!" Like I swear <laughs> you got. I swear you could hear it, and it's like I've always heard it every time, and you know it's almost like. With music tracks, like, did I hear that right? <laughs> yep. We might have to look that up later because I swear to God, that's what the guy says. Like, oh, go to hell. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of people that are Death Eaters that have been mentioned in the books throughout the time, especially in those trials when you see, like, Barty Crouch Jr. Do you remember in, in the, yeah, they showed in Goblet in the movie, when, like, the, the headmaster of the other, the Russian school, yeah, when he's, like, 
such and um yeah he was showing his somebody Adolphus Rookwood you know he's saying names and they're like he's been cleared a lot of those guys in the book are actually he was right a lot of them are death eaters okay like the guys like with the scar on his face that's holding Luna I think and there's like they all have names I can't remember all of them there's Rookwood and his wife there's Lestrange's because yeah, Bellatrix is married to I think that's actually his name Rodolphus. And even like, but what's funny is she's actually secret—not secretly. She's pretty much she wants Voldemort. Like I she's, mean, she's a straight-up psychopath. She wants Voldemort, essentially, right? And yeah, she is. She's absolutely a psychopath. What's the funniest thing to me is I heard this earlier in this pod where the producers or the directors said that when they talked to Helena Bottom Carter, they had to have her dial it back because she was too. She went full Fight Club on it. Oh, she was like full <laughs> over the top about like the sexuality and wanting, and it was like, he, and they were like, "What was she doing? Was she like grabbing his dick through like the robes, or was she like when she went to the fire? Was it like, um, do you remember in Game of Thrones when Roz shows her? Oh yeah, on the turnip card to shows her yeah, she's rolling away, to yeah. fucking Theon. <laughs> like, what was he? What was going on? Like, which of those things funny? But she, she, that was her dialing it back. <laughs> so who knows what? You know, actually, the scene, you know, I was thinking too with PG 13 and all that. I know it's, I think it's 13. I think they all are at this point. At this point, yeah. I think Azkaban was 13 and everything since has been. But when, like, two, yeah. once his face is getting attacked and he's all bloodied and shit, I was like, that's pretty fucking yeah, that was dark for kids. Was, yeah, and was then also sure. there's a couple moments you might remember this because you saw the earlier parts and I haven't in a while. But when like Harry has the sequence where he sees Voldemort at the train station in the suit and he's doing the weird shit. It's almost like horror movie shit. Where you're like what yeah. the fuck is going on? Or in the mirror? Yeah, like it's kind of it's not actually scary, but like I could see that being scary to somebody. Absolutely, especially sure. a younger person. Which is yeah, I I think. That's what puts these later movies over the top of they're getting more. They're just not quite mature, but just a little. I mean, they still are, but darker. it's a little. Oh, this is the what made me laugh. You might appreciate this is during because this podcast I listen to they do like they do the books five chapters at a time unless it's really important like two or three chapters where they have to cover right. it over an hour and a half. But they did the movie, too, at the end. And they talk about things they liked that they added. So they do the book all the way through, and then, and then they, they do, do the, the movie. movie. Okay. Which they've seen before, and they've read sure, before. Sure, they just, sure. They're just recapping for people like me. Right. Losers. <laughs> and they talk about the movie, and it made me laugh. The first scene where Harry's at the playground, and it's, like, sunny before it gets gloomy, and he's just, like, next to the merry-go-round on the swing. He's, like, the guy on the pod was, like, man, I was, like, what the fuck is this, like, train spotting because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's very it's very british in a weird way but it's like also like are we about to see you and mcgregor like with a fucking needle in his arm like what's right. going it feels like train spotting <laughs> it's so funny god damn the dursley kid lost some weight i don't know if you notice that yeah he does in the book too he in the book like he's he like bulked shot up shot up a bit too i don't know how old he was when this yeah looked i'm not like sure. he grew quite a bit you know, I actually saw that dude in uh, His Dark Materials on HBO. The James McAvoy version? Yeah, the, uh, the one Luke he's Wilson? in. Yeah, yeah, he's only in 
like one scene with the polar bear yeah dude but i was like why do i recognize this dude and i looked him up i was like that's fucking dudley dursley holy <laughs> shit um what else was i gonna point out um so snape i was gonna mention like snape doing the training the reason he's the trainer is because he's like he's a master it's called legilimens it means like basically he's a master at keeping someone out of his mind which is why it's still at this point you don't know he can keep Voldemort out of his real you know or is he keeping the order out of like what he knows about Voldemort kind of like right he's playing a shell he's playing but he is playing both sides we don't know that yet right but that's why he's when he's training Harry he really is really good at so then how did Harry get in his head in the first place or did he let him in in the book it's different in the book it's he he uses a pensive too like Dumbledore has for the mm-hmm. memories. Harry sneaks into his pensive that he has and sees that memory. Now that memory is flawed. It's they messed up in the in the book it's called the chapter's called Snape's worst memory. Now if okay. Snape's worst memory was being embarrassed once when you were up in the air, but that seems like really that's your worst memory. No, no, no. In the book I I put this in the notes. In the book Lily is there. So James that's why it's his worst memory, because he's in love with She Lily. defends him, and he gets pissed because he's just embarrassed and says, leave me alone, you filthy mudblood. Oh, boy. He insults her, and after that, they were never the same. He's like 16 at the time, and I think they both are. Yeah. They were best friends. We don't know that at this point, by any means. Right. That changed everything for them, where she was like, fuck you, you're a piece of shit. See, watching... It's basically like calling him, calling her like the N-word, essentially. The J-word, the hard J. Yeah. It's it's a very derogatory term for them. So, like, he didn't mean it, but he also still said it. Mm -hmm. Well, keeping that out of this is really bad because it's like, dude, you're... Do they... Because I never took that as a clue. When I read the book, I never was like, oh, that means he loved her. Like, I just was like... Oh, like he was just embarrassed and he took it out on her. Like right. I never really like. There's no remorse after that. He just goes back to the scene and he's like, "Get out of my office, Harry. We're See, done with these." Lessons. I almost thought that when, because he was kind of in Snape was insulting Harry's dad and he's like, "My dad was a great man." I thought he kind of let him into his memories to show him. That's an interesting. I that his dad I was not. Think a that. great man. He was kind of a dickhead. That's actually really interesting because when Harry in the book gets out of that memory, because Snape actually pulls him out, he's like, you know, like what do you get the like what the fuck are you doing basically? Right. When Harry leaves, Harry because you have his mon- inner monologue. I think the chapter ends with like, like Harry wasn't upset that he got caught. Harry was. It was basically he was like he, he was upset because he's like he's like dad because. Everything Snape ever had told him seems to be true. Like he is kind of like, "Oh, my dad is a fucking asshole." Yeah, that. I thought that's it, why that that actually is a that's a good point. I thought it might have been intentional by on Snape's It might have for the movie portion. Just to kind of, but in the book, it, in the book, it wasn't. In okay. the book, it was truly like that. Snape kicks him out and is like, "I'm not teaching you anymore," which is a mistake. And Dumbledore didn't approve. Dumbledore didn't know. Right. He was supposed to keep teaching him. That's and partially why that memory of that vision of Sirius happens is because he's not training to keep that shit out of his mind. Right, right, right. So in a sense, like, him finding that memory leads to that too. 
yeah. It's not intentional on Snape's part. In the movie, it is probably because it's a Protego charm. He says Protego. That's a deflection. So when he invades his mind, he deflected it back where he invaded he Snape's invaded mind Snape's in that mind. moment. Okay. That's what happened in the movie. Right, right, right. That wasn't supposed to happen, obviously. But I think that's really interesting because, like, the little, the, there's those little details where it's like, if they had just added that, it's like, it would have taken 10 seconds to add her to that scene. Yeah, there's and have no him be reason like, not to. Have him be like, I mean, get out of here, you mudblood. Like, because we don't know at that moment that secretly, like, not even secretly, he was friends with her. Now, back to, like, muggles and mudbloods and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we've talked about this on every single fucking episode we've done, but Hermione spends Christmas with the Weasleys. Yes. What the fuck does her family think? I don't know. You only meet them a couple of times. They're muggles. I know, but like, I don't remember. She's going to school where? They don't think she's going to Hogwarts. They know. Yeah, they do. They do know she's a They do. Yep. Oh, okay. I don't know if they have to take some sort of secrecy thing where they can't tell people. Sign an NDA or some bullshit. It's probably something. A little more sinister in a weird way, where it's like you might. We're gonna kidnap your daughter if you don't know. I don't know. I that's a good question. They know, because there's a couple books where they go, they end up in Diagon Alley, like with them. They're like the the Grangers were there, like because the whole time, like Arthur's asking them questions, like, oh really? What that? Oh, that's how this works. You know, it's just like he's oh asking about like the Muggle stuff, real world. Yeah, gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, they know. I just don't think they're really allowed to talk about it. Because I, I, I know what happens to them eventually. It's like the Dursleys. Like, Petunia knows. And, yeah, and they're more ashamed because they do know, too. But they know. That's a good point. But that's the thing is Petunia, and you'll learn, is especially in, by the end of Seven. Right. It's she's, not that she's actually angry or hates her sister. It's because she's jealous. That's what she wanted. She wanted to go to that okay. school. When it's, she knew that her sister was going, she was like, I want to go there. Was she older or younger? I think she's younger or the same age. I can't remember. Okay. But that's the thing is like, it's it not about me. It's not like, it's, it's jealousy. Yeah. It's a hundred percent, especially when you read it. And I think they might show it a little bit in the book. It's really, it's, it's interesting. Maybe she is. Uh, maybe she might be older, and she already has already passed her time. Because you have to be eleven to start. I'm trying to remember. I can't. I can't re- totally recall. Okay. But it's interesting. That's like, it's not that she hates mo- <coughs> wizards. It's because she wants to. Be, <laughs> she just wanted to be one. She wanted to be a witch. Now the you said there was something of note about the a prophecy room. Oh, so in the prophecy room. uh, Well, I mean, there's a whole thing about the prophecy. I mean, just I mean, all of those, all those spheres are prophecies. I guess that's always been confusing a little bit because the Department of Mysteries is really big. It's more than just that room. Right. There's other rooms where shit's going on, and that veil is one of the rooms. It's, it's. I don't totally understand it. It's almost like the C is supposed to be like the CIA or like the Pentagon or <laughs> like something. I when, don't know. When they take the fucking Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, the I don't totally the... know, but like, but that was the key. Is like, remember when Neville's like Harry? This, this has your name on it. The reason that they got Harry to come there is because Harry is the only one that can literally grab it. He can literally grab it, or can only see it. 
well, Neville could see it because I think in the book even Neville, it might be Neville or Hermione, is like, Harry, this has your name on it because they're looking for Sirius in the halls. Right. In the little aisle he's ways. supposed to be here. And yeah, that's why he that's looked. He's like, what the fuck, 25 or aisle 25 yeah. or whatever it is. Neville sees it. Harry grabs it. And as soon as he grabs it, it's like a trigger to everyone that like is looking for it. Because they can't it grab it themselves. It's a homing beacon almost. Kind of like. Yeah. So they tricked him to go there. So Voldemort could go there, but he not. I don't know. He might be able to see it's on the shelf, but he can't grab it. It has to concern the person it's but, about. But, but I mean, isn't, isn't it also that, about that Voldemort? That also about Voldemort. That's so. the thing that's. <laughs> there are little things are that, yeah, I'm not 100%. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a mostly expert. I'm not like. <laughs> yeah, I get I don't it. have everything. But and then you've got uh, Papa Malfoy is clearly a Death Eater now. Why would you let his son back in school the next year? It's well. At the end of the day, it's like think about real I, life. I, I, your son's not respond. Your son's not. That's fair. Because your dad's you, a criminal doesn't mean you are. That's true, but. You know, kids in public schools or private schools that dads are in prison or moms are in prison for sure. At that point, why would, as the worry Malfoy Senior, send your son into that environment? You'd have to send him to a different school, like a Durmstrang or something. Uh, a Death Eater school? I'm sure there's well, one. Well, Durmstrang would be the next alternative. I don't think there's a lot. I don't think there's like a Death Eater school per se. <laughs> I'm sure you can homeschool him as a Death Slytherin's Eater. Slytherin's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. But here's the thing that's interesting is Harry saw Lucius Malfoy at the graveyard in book four in Goblet of Fire. Yeah, but nobody believed him that Voldemort was back either. So, But now they're going to. Now they're going to. That's something I wrote is like Fudge basically wasted a year of counterintelligence. Like you wasted a year where you could have used your government. <laughs> you could have been looking for Voldemort. And, and his people and now you, know? you denied it. Which the paper in, in one of those papers it said he resigned. It says it says, sh- you know, should he resign or? <coughs> oh, did it say should? I thought it said he did resign. Oh, I thought I think it says minister to resign question mark. And then Umbridge was he, kicked out. He does he does resign. You'll meet the new minister next book. I think next movie. I think he's in the sixth movie. I think it would have been cool. You want to know who it is? It's kind of cool actually. Yeah, I mean, you I know, know Bill Nighy is Nighy. Yeah, he's from like Shaun of the Dead and shit. Yeah, yeah, I know Bill that. Bill he's he's, he's uh, nominated for an Oscar this year. Rufus Scrumgeour is the guy's name. Uh, he is for what? Best actor for some movie I've never heard of. Really? I'm almost positive. Are I'm, you sure it's not a BAFTA? Because I no, I'm pretty sure it's an Oscar. I feel like I would have been pumped to hear Bill Nye was nominated. Maybe no, you might be right. I think I am. God damn it! I like him. I like him. He's a lot. even like in Love Actually and stuff. He's the guy that's kind of like the singer. He's Bill like Nahi the... for Living. No shit, that's awesome. Uh, he has no chance of winning, but no. <laughs> I have no idea. I've never heard of the movie. That's great. Is that his first nomination? Um, that's a good question. I think he's an awesome actor. I, I he's he's dramatic. He's funny, he's funny too. It's his first Oscar nomination. Cool. I didn't realize that for whatever. I just forgot. I I never I heard of the. the movie I think until. the Andrea Riseborough stuff kind of overshadowed some of the, these other people. Yeah, I, I, and I like her. I don't know how she's I, in that movie, but I do too. Don't 
I never heard of the movie until this whole fucking I hope dust ya- up. I hope Yao wins. But Blanche, it sounds like she probably is going to. I don't know. It's, it's tough to say. I mean, Yao's been cleaning the house. That whole movie has. Oh, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis man. just won for a bunch. And then, obviously, What's-His-Face has won everything. Yeah. I, He's going to win. Oscar's going to be interesting this year. He's going to win. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Let me think, though. So, yeah, what I was saying, though, is, like, Fudge... Cornelius Fudge, he wasted a full year, like, of just, you know, he wasn't, that's the thing with the graveyard scene in book four in Goblet. Harry wasn't supposed to survive that. So, like, De Voldemort was supposed to stay under the radar and do stuff, collect his, build his army right. up for the right time, and now he can't. Yeah. Um, I did write this in quotes. I, for some reason, I think my phone was stuck on all caps. I love this line though, is when, when Voldemort shows up and it's still kind of cool visually in a sense when he shows up and he kind of like z- melds in behind Harry. He's like, he's like, you have to mean it, Harry. And he like kind of like you see his face come up and then she laughs. Bellatrix. Yeah, I I was wondering if he was actually wanting Harry to kill her. No. Or if because she, remember she looks kind of scared. Like I don't. That, she's scared of him, actually. Like, I thought she was scared that like Voldemort's trying to betray me to get Harry to kill me, kind of thing. Oh, see, I just took it as like she's just afraid of Voldemort because everyone's actually afraid of Voldemort, right? Even on his inner circle, they're all. I thought she was afraid that oh my god, Harry but if Potter might actually kill me. That's because an interesting. I never really thought of that. Truly, he does. Yeah, he does in this movie. He yells Crucio. He tries cursing her. He goes, Crucio! He misses her, though. That's why Voldemort says, oh. you have to mean it, Harry. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. But one thing I was going to say is... Ah, oh, goddamn. It's when Voldemort comes... Or not Voldemort. Dumbledore comes out of the fire, and I just love... I love when he does this in the books, because it's just totally like showing him no respect. It was foolish of you to come here tonight, Tom. He calls him by his real name. Yeah. It's like, it's that's, such that's, a like. It's a baller move for sure. Because he, he hates that name. Yeah. That's why he changed his name. He doesn't want to be known as Tom Riddle. Yeah. thought that was great. Uh, the one thing the movie did not do, do a good job of is in the book, Sirius is very glum the whole movie. Like, because he's not allowed to do anything because he's on the lam still. Right. By the government standards. Like, he's still a criminal. Which. They mentioned a couple times, but in the book he's real glum, and like half the time in the movie he's still kind of like cheery and happy to see Harry and hugging him. Yeah. In the book he's real like, he's very depressing and down, and I think that enrages because Harry. Fifteen years in Azkaban will do that. Too, the yeah. final scene where Harry and Dumbledore are talking, Dumbledore's like, "I should have, you know." Harry in that scene in the book is like destroying shit in his office and throwing stuff and his pit he's pissed because he's like he's dead because of you because you wouldn't fucking let him go like right live and i you know you didn't tell me anything all year well dumbledore tells him it's because i basically i was afraid to look you in the eye because i was worried voldemort was going to be looking out at me that's why when harry goes look at me yeah (laughs) that doesn't really happen in the book per se but i mean gambit did a good i good point of looking like kind of shocked yeah or he does perturbed but in that that specific like look at me i don't remember that happening in the book i think it's more like 
he's still afraid to just look at him because he's afraid. That's why the summer stuff, when he's like, why didn't you tell me anything this summer? It's because they were worried if you tell Harry in a letter even, hey, this is what we're doing, Voldemort's going to see that. Oh, okay. If he breaks yeah. into if he has That's acts, what I want to ask you. Why the he, fuck would Dumbledore say I can't, his friends can't even write him and shit like it's that? It's because that he already knew though. Harry was, he had already figured out through the dreams he'd had previously about Frank Bryce, the muggle, right. the doublet, and other things with the, the Triwizard Tournament. We're but like, they don't we're like, oh when, shit! Like you're susceptible to his visions. But they don't indicate when Voldemort understood that that connection was there. No, not quite. But okay. I think once they discovered the Arthur Weasley thing, and he, that's I when. think it got word might have gotten to him because clearly he knew when he. Oh, he understands. Did the so that's Black why team. they manipulate him yeah. to come. Is to get him that to come there that... to grab the prophecy. It wasn't even about Sirius. It was just yeah, what would yeah. make him go there. Sirius will. Yeah, that makes a little more sense now. In fact, in the book, Sirius, and maybe they do in the movie, I can't remember. Yeah, they do, I think. Sirius goes with them to the first day of school to go to the train as a dog. Yeah, they do that in the movie. In the book, they do that as well. And on the train, Draco says some Malfoy says something to him like, don't worry, Potter, I'll be dogging you this year. Like, he says dogging, and they all are like, shit. Because Pettigrew, Wormtail, knows yeah. that he can turn, he knows what he looks like. Yeah, that's Because that right. doesn't change. What, Wait, Pettigrew is still alive, isn't he? He's still alive. Yeah. So he yeah. works for Voldemort, but because he knows what Sirius looks like as a dog, because he's seen it a million times, that doesn't change. Like, it's not like he can turn into a golden retriever and then into a... Right, he turns into that kind of wolf sheepdog. He turns into whatever dog he always is. Yeah, yeah. Which I think actually changes throughout the movies, which is funny. (laughs) I think in book... He's almost wolf-like in book three, I think. He definitely looks different. Yeah, he looks different. When he's fighting uh, Lupus. Which is kind of stupid. Like, come on, Werewolf. He was the same fucking thing. Yeah. But um, that, I did want to make a point of sure. after Dumbledore and Voldemort have their big old brouhaha and Voldemort kind of takes over Potter. I can't remember how the book is with that. And he's like, you lost, old man. And then they kind of have their inner fucking fight. And it's so corny. With Harry saying, oh, he's like, you'll never know, know what love, love is. or friendship. friendship. I feel sad for you. Sorry for you. God, come on. I can't remember that's, how that's that is in the book. I don't think it's like that. I hope not. However, that, that was... a big part of what is Voldemort's downfall in a, long, in a lot of ways is that he doesn't understand. No, I, I, I get the sentiment of it, just the delivery and the, and the dialogue of it was Which, just terrible. Which, in fairness, I know that's not great, just for the writing. This is one of Radcliffe's better performances. Like, he actually plays the angsty teen. Because in the book, he's to... really angry in the book. In the book, it's that's a lot of people's complaints about this book is like, God, Harry's so fucking ornery in this movie. He's like a fucking emo kid. I, and it, it comes off that way a little bit. Look at me! It's just like, it's just because he's fed up with everything. He's been through so much. He's just like, fuck this. I'm tired of everybody. And he's 15. They do a good... When you're 15, you're kind of a dick. There's a good point of him pushing everybody away. Like, And Luna makes the point when they're talking, like, if I was 
he who should not be named. I'd try to single you out myself and make you easier to take care of. And yeah. that's what kind of triggers in his head. And I'm, I'm sure this has come up before, but why can I, they not name him? Why can't they say Voldemort? It's just like a taboo fear, kind of. It's like they just feel like it'd be it's like not weirdly, like speaking truth to power. It's just they just don't do it'd it. It'd be like if if Christians couldn't say Satan. It's just kind of like ugh, like it just it, it's like a it's, it's like kind a, of a cringy fucking. It's like um what do you call it a superstition? So it's a little bit truth to power, but it's kind of like okay. It's not like he's going to show up. It's not like it's a not like man. a Beetlejuice thing. You <laughs> say it so many times yeah, and he just yeah. appears. Okay. It's just like I like, never understood that. It's a fear of a name, but that's what fear of the name only proves fear of the name itself or fear yeah. of the thing itself. Well, in this, uh, what's her face finally says it for the first time. Oh yeah, like, Hermione does. You actually said it, or <laughs> whatever the fuck they said. I can't remember exactly from the movie, but I like in the book because she kind of stutters. She's like. Whoa. Voldemort, like she finally just was like fuck it, like yeah, that's and that's the funny thing is in the book. Oh yeah, there is the the juxtaposition of like with the Dursleys when he's after they take Dudley home and he's trying to tell him what's going on with the Dementors. They mention Voldemort, and in the monologue of Harry, it's funny to him to say the word Voldemort in front of these people, and they don't even flinch. Because it doesn't mean anything to them, yeah, right? Even though I think Petunia probably knows that it's somebody. She has to because that's the person that killed her sister. She knows about the mentor. She probably knows about. Well, Voldemort. she knows that's the person that killed her sister. Yeah. But like, it doesn't like affect her. It's not like hearing. I don't know. What even be? That, um, that's the thing. There's not a like real world. Yeah, it'd be like if we cowered at hearing like Hitler. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, it'd be like. There's I no... don't. Yeah, I don't know if there's historically that comes from someplace. I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds cool. He who should not be named. Yeah. In a literary context, but. Well, you know what, Voldemort. If you actually look at the Latin, I looked it up before. It just means master of death. Oh really? <laughs> or lord of death. Because mort, mortician, like mortician, mortician yeah, yeah. is death. And it's of, means... I think it's like Lord of Death or Master of Death. Well, that tracks, I suppose. A lot of it's just, if you actually, especially some of the stuff with uh, astronomy, astrology, like some of their names, like Draco and Severus, a lot of them mean yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, she, she, there's no doubt that she did her homework when she yeah. put this some shit together. Some of it's meh, stupid or cliche or like, okay. But or like obviously the Lupin stuff is odd. like Remus. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of Remus on and the Romulus. Nose. Like it's yeah. like okay, we get it. That's on the nose. But it's still, I I'm still like I didn't. You and I couldn't have wrote this shit. Like, Fuck no! It's fucking <laughs> incredible that she wrote yep. this. And like I said, I mean there might be little things like I don't fully understand like Department of Mysteries, but it doesn't affect the story where I'm like, no, oh, it's nothing. a huge plot hole. Like, I've I had, uh, I mean, there's nitpicks in every movie that you can take, but it doesn't really take away from the overarching story that yeah. they're telling. Um, I, I enjoy it. I really do. For any other notes I had. Where, where did Hagrid go? He went to go recruit somebody? Yeah, I think I was kind of talking to you about something when that came up. That's where he got Grop, the giant dude. Oh, I thought that was his brother. That is his brother. Oh, he went to go get Grop. He went from... to well, he went to get 
recruit the Giants for the order, for the good oh, side. Oh, that's right. He's part Giant. He's part Giant. Yeah, that's right. And he says that they were already the there. Eaters. The Death Eaters were already there. Yeah. In the book, they explain it more. He tells a story about, like, they presented gifts to, like, this king of their group, and he was in on them. And then one of the underlings who was not on board with it killed that guy and became and by claimed the throne and then it was like oh that guy was not on board with our shit right. so like same with the mentors the mentors even though the ministry tells them like umbridge sends them to a little whinging to go attack harry there is the whole thing with like they don't really explain it but when the mass breakout at azkaban where it shows bellatrix looking out the prison Mm. The Dementors have been. Yeah, they never showed who or what. Is the Dement? I don't. He yeah, had the explosion parts. Kind of. I don't know if that, that works. The Dementors basically were just claimed by the bad side. Okay, they were recruited to the Death Eaters. Yeah, they're on, they're on the bad side. Hmm. Interesting. Which always made me s- interesting because when they say to Voldemort or to Dumbledore, like we're gonna take you to Azkaban, I'm like, who the fuck's even running Azkaban at this point? <laughs> like, right. And where does he go? I'm trying to remember where he does go. And what was the name of his phoenix? Fox. Fox, that's right. You got to admit, Minister, he's got style. <laughs> and God, there's one other thing about that ship. Even the little things, too, where Umbridge is yelling at the centaurs, like, you half-breeds. It's just like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, like, there's fucking 20 of them. Like, she's what are you doing? Yeah, that woman's pure evil. Fuck her. Does she show up at all? She again? shows up in seven. Does she? It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, Did you notice, I don't want to say it's allegory, but the last scene where Voldemort's like screams and the glass is breaking, when they show that hologram thing of fudge, doesn't it look very totalitarianism? Like it looks like, a, like Mussolini or yeah. Did you <laughs> notice Stalin? that? Stalin, yeah, no, no doubt. Even though Fudge, I don't think specifically is thinking in those terms. Like I don't think he thinks of himself that way. But it is very. I notice he had the paranoia that those it's guys very had. Like, strange. Like Dumbledore's coming for my job. We need to shut those fuckers and has down. No, and Dumbledore has no interest in that job. Yeah. But just, isn't that interesting? I was it like, is. I remember seeing that and yeah. being like, that's a very that's fascist telling. looking. Most definitely. Fascist, generally, Marxist, you wouldn't fucking... have like some random fucking like, <laughs> huge thing of yourself. It'd be like whatever president, whoever. It'd be like if, going back to Reagan or Carter or whoever, if they just had a giant statue of themselves in front of the White House, you'd be like, well, that's concerning. <laughs> <laughs> had a very V for Net Vendetta feel to yes, it. Yes. Like, that's a good point, yeah. But God, I feel like he would have been a good addition to these movies. That actor. Oh, God, yeah. He's British. That that's one of the Hugo things Weaving I, would have been a great like Death Eater. That's one of the things I like about this series is they kept it. British. Same with Bond. Just keep it British, baby. Yep. Like I don't care. This, people bitch about black, white, whatever, blonde. You could go. He has to be British. Still Daniel that's Craig. The only yeah. thing that matters. Still British, even though he's blonde. Yeah, I don't like give dirty a, blonde too. If Idris Elba was twenty years younger. He's still cast British. him as British. Yeah, cast him as Bond. I heard it's gonna be Aaron Taylor Johnson, maybe. That's been Henry Cavill's been floated around. Also, I think Aaron Taylor Johnson would be great. I think Especially so too. Watching Bullet Train, I'm like, this guy's awesome. <laughs> I like. 
if he was a fucking monster. Because he's good looking too, so you could clean him up. You could clean him up. Wait, what'd you say? He's a man monster and what? Tenant? Like, he's like a fucking, I will kill you at the very end. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I like him a lot. And going back to, like, kick-ass and shit. Nocturnal animals. Jesus Christ, yeah. He got BAFTA nominated, I think. I like him a lot. He's He's great. But, again. He married, like, a woman, like, 20 years older than him. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if they're still together, but. They are. She's, like, got to be in her mid-50s. I think she directed the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie. And she's like, get, I'm fucking done with this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but if you look at the cast, like, full one through seven, it is unbelievable. Like, you can go 50, you everybody. can go 50 names deep and be like, I know who that is. Yeah. And Especially now that the kids are famous more. Like, Matthew Lewis, even. Like, Neville. He's in, like, that one... Um, What's the bitch that played Daenerys? Uh, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. That Me Without You. I uh, watched that with Haley back in the day. I wanted to see, I heard that was pretty fucking good. It's not bad. Like, for what it's it is. It's moving. Yeah. It's, but he plays, like, her boyfriend who was, like, jealous. Okay. Was, he, he got pretty cut up, didn't he? Oh, he's... Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. <laughs> yeah. Him and the kid that played the black kid, Dean... That's in their class. Dean Thomas is the character. Was he name. the one who called the Quidditch matches in the early? No, movies? that's Lee Jordan. Uh, no. Dean Thomas is the one. He, he was the be, one who came and out. And I think in book one or two, where he's like, "Is that a remember all Neville?" Like, like he's, okay, yeah, yeah. Same actor. He's a good looking kid too. Yeah, Matthew Lewis though got re- he blew off the nerdy like. Yeah, I I saw a picture. I'm like, God damn. All of them. I mean, fuck Rupert Grint's in the new M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, that's right. The knock at the, knock cabin. at the Cabin. You know, I took that book out the library. I ran out of time. I only read like a couple of chapters. I just forgot about it. I was finishing a different it's book. It's based on a book? Yeah, it's based on a book from 2018. Really? Called uh, The Cabin at the End of the World. That title I think makes the, sense. I think on the, the twist is supposed to be like it's supposed to be maybe there's some sort of doomsday shit going on in the outside world. I'm not 100%. And they're I doing mean, this stuff for the good of the world. Yeah, it's. You sacrifice somebody or the whole world. The dies. one, not to get off touch, but the when they showed because it's a gay couple with the adopted yeah, with daughter, an a- Asian She's adopted Asian. daughter. The one in the trailer, just the still shot. I thought it was the guy that plays Dennis on. It kind of looked. Dude, uh, you know I know what I'm exactly about? what you're talking about. Because I was about, like, yeah. "Is that Glenn Howerton?" Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I looked. I was like, "Oh, that's not Glenn Howerton." Nope. <laughs> but I thought like that would have been like that would have been a great fucking role for him because he was like in. He's in Fargo season one as like a serious character. Like, yeah, I mean, he's he's got some weird, I never dramatic stuff. He's done like he was in The Hunt. It's kind of a, I mean, I mean the hunt's semi-serious. It's <laughs> oh, a fucking hilarious movie, but he's not slapstick. Wait, I'm confusing. Is The Hunt the same? What's the one? Oh, Ready or Not's the other one. Ready or Not. That's the yeah. wedding one. Yeah. The Hunt was the one with like Emma Roberts like, where she dies in the first game. like five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That Both those movies are fucking fun as shit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, was there anything else on my notes? St. Mungo's I mentioned. Prophecy. I was going to say... I don't remember this because it's... It, is it International Women's Day today? No, not quite. <laughs> I wrote, Hermione's always right. 
and I wrote parentheses Voldemort tricked Harry because when she he gets the vision of Sirius, she goes, "Harry, are you sure? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's... like Voldemort, he could be trying to trick you. Like, and, and I mean, not she... that she's always right, but she's right most of the time. I mean, she's the she's the smart one. Voice of reason too, in a yeah. sense, because Harry is um, spontaneous. He's he's hot headed. He's the hero. Well, in the book, that's funny you said that. In the book, they don't mention it in the movie, but in the book, she says to him, "I am sorry to say this, but you kind of have a saving people thing. Like sometimes, <laughs> like, not that you've done a lot, not you've done a lot of great things, but like, are you sure? Like, and then he takes them there, and obviously, Sirius dies. But the Sirius was never there, if you remember. Sirius yeah. was never there, so they only come in response to Harry going there. So like, if he had never, if he listened to Hermione. Sirius would not be dead. He wouldn't be dead. Which is part of his guilt. He has a lot of guilt about it. Yeah. Especially I mean, in that, that's, that's kind of the hero's journey, though. But even that, like, when they first bring the group together, and Harry's kind of apprehensive to teaching everybody. Yeah. And they run through his heroics. Yeah, he's he a He killed a basilisk. He fucking did this. He's he a little humble that. about it, though. He's like, I know. I had a lot of help, though, you know. Right. And he says... and. And he did. That was a pretty good speech for he's like, I mean, it sounds good now, but when you're in the moment, like, it's completely fucking different. Well, did they say it in the first DA meeting? Does I remember he mentions using Expelliarmus and somebody laughs at him. It's like, Expelliarmus, like, why would we use that? He's like, it saved me last time against Voldemort. Yeah, that wasn't mentioned. Oh, that was the thing, like, where it's like, Someone makes fun of him for using like a. It'd be, it'd be like in baseball, be like, "Oh, you fucking bunt." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I fucking bunted home a sacrifice bunt <laughs> to win a game once. Fuck off. Like, right. Like sometimes basics work, you know. Yeah, that wasn't they. I think it's a kid from Hufflepuff, Zacharias Smith. It gets mentioned in the movie because it's not really that important. But yeah, they didn't touch on that. They just because mostly in the asked... movie it's Hufflepuff or not Hufflepuff Gryffindor kids for the most part. Outside of Luna and. Show, wait. What is Luna? She's hot. She's Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. <clears throat> Shows Ravenclaw. Yeah, most of them seem like they were Gryffindors. Gryffindor. For the most part, there's in the book. There's more. There's like thirty kids in it in the book. Some Hufflepuffs. There's no Slytherins because of course naturally. <laughs> but that's the thing is the funny thing about this story too, <clears throat> is Sirius says to Harry like, you know, it's not just light and death you know good and death eaters so like it's talking about extremism which we can apply to real life it's not just like there's not just left and right there's plenty of people that are somewhat middle or all the way middle. yeah but like this story but then here's the funny thing about the movie right after that it shows a them at the ministry and it's all the Death Eaters flying around, and they're all black in their in their shadows and the way they fly. And then when the good guys show up, it's all it's white. white. Yeah. It's like, well, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of not what you you were saying twenty minutes ago in this movie. Like, right. there is. And in the book, it's not <laughs> like that. In the book, the way you move into things, apparating doesn't show. You don't have a stream of. You wouldn't think so. You just is, you'd be movement. like Nightcrawler. It's almost like you'd dust. Fucking disappear oh, cool and reappear. Yeah, like, basically. That'd be what it is. So I understand visually it's interesting to see, but it doesn't fit with what you were just saying. Right. And and I like, but I like that quote by him. It's just like, 
I think that it does apply to life, and we can go back. I'm sure in the 1930s, or hell, we just were through a pandemic basically. Twenty, a hundred three, hundred four years ago, when the Spanish flu happened, there were you can see ads back then of people that are like wearing mask type things and being like, "Don't wear a mask." It's like, holy shit, this happened a hundred years ago. <laughs> exactly. like, we were still having these arguments. Yeah, not that that's extreme, but you know what I mean. Like a hundred percent. It's just interesting that everything's kind of cyclical and like. But back to the paper, I think it would have been cool. Newspaper. They, yeah, you mean like the, the Daily paper Prophet? and the movie. Yeah. Where they kind of just fucking flash on the main story. If you would show, other movies have done this. I think Spider-Man originally did this, where you see the whole paper and you see the headline, but then on the side you see other fucking just semi-stories that feed into the... Yeah, they kind of just like show... You could see a uh, loose dragon going fucking... Just shit like that. Yeah, It'd be yeah. fucking kind of cool. Yeah, I... I wonder if we freeze framed if we'd see little things that we just didn't catch. That that it could be, but, but also that, that was like, moving pretty quick. I do like how weirdly structured the paper is, where sometimes things were like written on their side. <laughs> yeah, and or I was just like, wait, what the hell? Shit, like, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, pictures, and pictures can move. Are moving you know, because that's yeah. how it is. Um, guy, what else? So this was two eighteen. And you said it could have used another 15 minutes. It could have used the St. Mungo scene to explain Neville's we parents talked about and Arthur it, Weasley. Because, like, like I said earlier downstairs about, like, if you had more understanding of, like, what Arthur went through in the aftermath, it might be a little more, like, because you like Arthur because it's Ron's dad. Yeah. And you see him a few times. And he's kind of funny in some of the movies where he asks. Remember in Chamber when you meet him and he's like, Harry, how do you, how does a rubber duck work? You know, just like just weird <laughs> yeah, just shit. Ask, just asking random muggle fun, questions. Yeah. But like in the books, obviously you get a lot more Arthur Weasley where you love him. Of course. Him. But like I feel like it would just give you a little more investment as a viewer, especially the newer viewer. Is there anything in the movie you thought was unnecessary? That little things that led into leaned into too much. Not plot wise, but little things like Okay, you can't have a St. Mungo scene like I want, but you've got... And then when I came in, I even thought this at the moment. Where Phillips is looking at that portrait, like dumping those people out of it. It takes yeah, like 30, 40 that's, seconds. That's, it's like, why waste 40 seconds on that? It's not even that funny. No, and they, they made him a clown in this movie. But that's like, the thing is like... Eating the sandwich, staring at a wall, you could have taken those. Asleep. You don't need that you shit. You could have taken those two to three minutes out of his story and given it to the Neville story where it's like... So now when Neville... Granted, Neville in this isn't too much at the end, even, even though he's there. He, gain, he gains a little bit of confidence. He does gain confidence. But you would have a better, like, oh, I understand why he's in on this full so kill because fucking, yeah. this man, even though he didn't kill your parents, he essentially did. Or this woman, I'm sorry, and right. her husband. Like, your parents are brain dead because of this person. Yeah, uh, having these... Doing this podcast with you talking about these movies makes me like Neville more. Yeah, than just Neville, watching the movies. You're like, gonna, I would have uh, just fucking. Let me just Neville. say, I won't say what happens. There is a scene in Book Seven and in Deathly Hallows Part Two, so the second part of Book Seven. It's my favorite moment in the entire movie series. <laughs> okay. It's I won't say anything because I don't want to ruin it, but right. it's it's awesome. 
How integral. They still, even that scene, though, they kind of mess with the book, where it's like, oh, you could have, it still happened, but they could have done something where they combined, I'll explain it then, but they could have combined something better than they did. How integral is Luna going forward? She's still, uh, yeah, she's, she's still. She's still kind of a tertiary Yeah, character. she's still tertiary for the most part. Like, Neville's a bigger character than she is. Okay. Mainly because he's a Gryffindor, and he's, you've known him since day one. Right. Um, She's tertiary. She's, in book seven, she plays a part. In a, yeah. I'm trying to remember the movie, though. Yeah. She's just tertiary for the most part. Like, she's not as, she's bigger than, say, Seamus or Dean. Okay. But she's smaller than, like, Ginny. Seamus was kind of a cunt this movie he's supposed to, he's supposed to basically be like the, like just the irish dickhead he's, <laughs> like, well he's just supposed to be the guy that's like my mama said my mom like said a... like you're a liar and shit yeah. like because it's supposed to represent what everyone else a lot of people are thinking in that community yeah yeah i i get it and it's like really this fucking guy like <laughs> i thought you and i were at least like kind of friends you know yeah they up. seem cool in the first three or four even and then, like, Seamus this Finnegan. little fucking asshole. Yeah, I always forget he's Irish, <laughs> technically. Seamus. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so book six, there's the Half-Blood Prince, which is... This is when the Horcruxes start coming in? Mm-hmm. I, when I, you I, at least get introduced to what that is. I know. Yeah, I don't... I, which I is mean, funny because we've actually had been introduced to them. We just don't know we've been introduced to them. Right. Which is why I love the way she writes. It's like, oh, that's so cool. You can go back to book two or book three. Which is, I mean, that's a... Well, that's why rereading is, them is fun. Because it's like, oh, wow, I caught this little tidbit. Like, I, I know of, I know plot points going forward. I don't know the fucking overarching thing. But I wonder, writing this, if she went... Laid it all out like she had to have some kind of map. She had to. Have. I don't but know how else. The, the like the story is she wrote the outline on a bar napkin I and then little... of course it's all fucking. Well, there is a woman out there that claimed that she stole the idea from well, her. But somebody it's like, claimed... how much you have that much detail? I mean, the, the Wachowskis got sued for the Matrix. The was Mat- it valid? I mean, it didn't go to trial, so they either settled out of court or somebody pussied out. Sometimes they like there's a chance because I remember. I think if I remember, not but that, you not think that about the, the Matrix. Not, it's it's a fucking messianic tale. It's all well, like it Harry is. Potter. I think all it really was. It, it wasn't even the story. It was just like a name. Like the name of the character was like Larry Potter or something stupid. Oh, then go fuck. Yourself. It was something dumb. And Britain is so fucking different than it is here. Like, yeah, I, I mean, who knows? But goddamn, yeah, just uh, yeah, I don't under, I really don't understand why I didn't stay with the series. Like, we only kind of pissed off. We only have three left in the main series, and like I said, when we get to that other, you know, the. Fantastic Beasts, that's new to me. I know who Newt Scamander's supposed to be. That's about it. And I know in 2 and 3 you touch on some like Dumbledore stuff and some Grindelwald. You don't know Grindelwald, but you will. At least by name. Yeah. More flashback. But, yeah, I don't... I, I, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. 
Yeah, it's solid. I mean, it's still the kid actors are better than they were. They they've gotten better naturally, though. Yeah, I mean, you get older, you get better. There's still some choices that they made where I'm just like, eh. So, give me your book rating, one through five. One through five. Book Um, on book only. Just these five books. Just these books. This is probably my favorite. This five, is your favorite book? Out of the five, first five, for sure. Five, probably five, three, four, one, two. So, so Chamber is the worst book? It's the worst book and the worst movie. You most most fans agree. Is Chamber the worst book of the series? Yeah. Okay. It's still fine. I like, we all, everybody, I think everybody that's a fan still is like, yeah, they're all good. It's just. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's like, I don't know what great band is. What is there a universal band that everybody, I mean, even you don't even like the Beatles. So it's like, here's <laughs> yeah, the Beatles. Yeah. It'd be like, if you were like, man, I really love, I don't know, Yellow Submarine is the best. If you were to be like, Yellow Submarine's the best Beatles album, I'd be like, I'm going to be like, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's the universal band because there's not one. There is, certainly is one. Duran Duran? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You too? <laughs> <laughs> Um. So my movie ratings, because yeah. I don't, I don't know the books. Uh, Azkaban's still my favorite. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I think Phoenix is probably my second. Then Goblet, then Sorcerers, then Chamber Secrets. That's Seekers. my exact movie order. Is that three five one four two or three five four one two? Yeah. I one and four could fight for third because four has enough flaws for me as a book reader. It's just like, oh, really? See, I I would go, but just seeing Voldemort return is worth it. Yeah, I would say uh, four is four and five are more interchangeable than four and one. Oh, okay, for you. Yeah, I just think I think five is just better than four. I do too, but one is one is just too childish. It's too Well, that's what I'm saying. Four and one could interchange for me easier than five and four. Is that what you said? I think so. Oh, I thought you were saying I thought you were saying that you could exchange you could make four second over five. No, oh, uh, maybe I did. I, two you might have. One, I don't know. Maybe I missed two and one could be interchangeable more than four and one. You mean four and one for third and fourth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. I'll be curious how you feel about six because six is actually arguably my favorite book. I haven't seen this movie in a while. Six, Half Blood Prince. I know it's from a book standpoint, it is more backstory. It's slow moving. There's a couple times in the movie where they add action scenes where it wasn't in the book, per se. There, I mean, the ending, tough. the ending's legit, but there's a couple scenes where it's like, really, you're gonna add that shit right now, like just because this is a backstory book. Um. Yeah, I don't like adding. Like six gets some flack because it feels like the even numbered movies are Two the worst six. movies. <laughs> Does that mean? Not counting Deathly Hells 2 as a Part 2, okay. That movie's awesome. Seven, I think those two are fucking pretty legit. Really? I How? think you should agree. I think you'll agree with that. 
Six, I don't know how you'll feel because you haven't seen the, read the book. So, like, maybe you'll just be like, oh, it's just, it is what it is and it's fine. But obviously, I haven't seen that in a while either. So, I'll have to, like, take notes or listen to podcast stuff that I listen to. I listen to the, it's the Ringer binge mode as they did Harry Potter. The Ringer to it? Yeah. Really? It's uh, Mallory Rubin and Jason Conception. Hmm. It's kind of funny because it gets a little, like, not dirty, but just kind of gets like ridiculous sometimes. Like, <laughs> sure. But yeah, um, yeah, I. We need to do this sooner than fucking yeah, five months I'd, and shit. I'd be happy to do this. I'm trying to think. We got Oscar thing next got week. Oscar Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday. That's this Saturday. Well, Sunday is the Oscars. Oh, fuck, you're right. God damn. Well, my predictions, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be able to watch all those movies by prediction. No, just the Oscar stuff, I'm not going to be able to put it yeah, up. I mean, I'll just have to make picks. Trav. Did we discuss, like, are we doing are we doing the show, just a prediction show? We're not doing well, it all. Sa- no, Saturday we'll do. Yeah, because I, I know we mentioned it on the last one, the 1981. It's like, dude, that'd be fun, foolish. but we'd be sitting there for, like, hours. Yeah, that's... I'd be just I'll be passed out by like That's yeah, it's absurd. My best musical score, I'll be fucking dropped we'll dead. We'll do it like we typically do. Saturday we'll do the predictions, Sunday afternoon I'll edit it and write them all down. I so probably won't be able track. to come over to watch the show. Yeah, that's fine. Cuz of work stuff the next day, which is funny cuz tonight I <laughs> going to work tomorrow. But yeah, eh, whatever. We'll just do it like I'm it's my sh- day off tomorrow. I'm getting overtime all day. I'm sure Sandy will email us her picks too, and we'll have all of us. Does, I'll just uh, write them down as I edit it and keep track. Nate, do that stuff too, or no? No, I can't remember if he did. He never did. He just had a second baby, so we haven't oh, talked okay. to him. And I think five we discussed months. a couple months ago, like when we were talking about the stuff. Like I could, we couldn't. We were like arguing. Like I thought it, for some reason, I thought he did send it in one year, but. Nope, it's just Sandy just one Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I went from uh, like 19 and 8 one year to like 7 and 20 the next year, so we'll see. I've got them all downstairs. We can pull them up. I know. The one year I was awesome. I was you like, did I think very I, good mean, I went like 20 and 6 or t- 19 and 7, and then last year I was Last like year terrible. you were dog shit, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. But yeah, I, I like doing that shit. I did get Best Picture right, though. I picked Coda. Yeah. Only because I watched it. I was just like, this is totally I, not I, I really want to watch it. You haven't seen Coda? I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. No. Fuck. Oh, I, I like haven't. Coda. I, yeah, I, Marley Matlin. You haven't seen Children of Lesser Gods, so go fuck yourself. It's a movie from <laughs> 1986. Hey, that movie's fucking fantastic. I'm sure it's awesome. <laughs> I just know the end, the last scene of, or one of the last scenes of, the climactic scene, let's say, of Coda, like, oof, I was fucking bawling. Yeah. I, yeah, I believe it. I, I have every intention of watching that movie. But. It was better than Nomadland, and that one Best Picture year before, so. I didn't watch that either. That was okay. I mean, I love Francis McDormand, but the movie just didn't. Have you watched Banshees yet? I'm watching that tomorrow. Oh, nice. I'm curious what you think. I, I yeah, like it you a lot. said you said that's 
not an easy watch, but it's not easy. I loved it though. I thought it was great. I watched uh, Women Talking. I heard that was good. It Sarah is. Polly. It's directed it. You know Sarah, Sarah Polly. Right? Yeah. She's got Rooney Go. Mara, fucking Claire Foy, Justice Jesse Buckley. Yeah. Francis McDormand makes a cameo. Isn't it about like women in like a Mennonite? It's based on a true story. They're trying to get. They're like plotting to get the fuck out of there. They're plotting on what they're going to do. They're they going to? Are they getting apologize to the men? They were getting drugged and raped. And it's based on a true story of like a commune in like Bolivia or something oh. where this actually happened. Because it's it's up for adapted screenplay too because it's based on a book. Okay. That happened. I didn't know if it was some like Jim Jones type style shit, where it's like almost like uh, a fucking cult. Nah, kind of, but not. They're polygamous. Really. They're like they're like all wives of the same guy. Or? No, there's several. Okay, it's, it's, it's like a commune. commune. Okay, but there's. You saw this though, okay? Yeah, I watched damn. it. What was it's, it on? It's on Plex. It's on Plex. Okay, damn. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> but find it somewhere. That's why I thought I thought the Oscars were fucking next week. So I was gonna say Sunday. It is though, right? It's this Sunday. Yeah. But I thought it was a week from Sunday, so I was gonna say, "Oh, the next you Sunday come over this weekend night. and say we can just binge through all the fucking Oscar movies fun. on Plex." But no, the next Sunday is. Yeah, it's fucking. I mean, I could come over during the day, maybe just to watch some, but. But I mean, that's, it won't that's do. The I won't point. affect my prediction show unless we do the predictions right before the show. Well, I mean, yeah, we're gonna we're Which doing is... the prediction Saturday. It's not out of the question, though, if you wanted the predictions like at 5 p.m. Sunday. It's not. Unless you guys still do the red carpet stuff. Is that that important to you to do the red carpet? But we're, so we still need to make our predictions. Unless you we want to come over Saturday. No. Stay I'm, Saturday night. And then we. I mean, that'd be absurd getting drunk at 10 in the morning oh doing our God. fucking predictions on. No, because the Oscars are what? 8 o'clock? 7 o'clock? Eight? Six o'clock, eight o'clock, whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, we could watch a couple movies Sunday during the day and then just do our picks Sunday night before the show. And you just don't edit it till whenever during the week. Yeah, but I like to have it posted before the Oscars happen. Oh, so <laughs> so we, we cheated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For integrity. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I was telling the truth, bitch. <laughs> In case one of us goes 26 and 0. Yeah, what the fuck? Chris was 26 and 0. <laughs> All right. I got a piss, so we need to. Yeah, I do. But yeah, uh, three more left in the original. Uh, Yes. So yeah, we need to do this more often because I like these movies a lot. Yeah. Um, hopefully. <sighs> I think we need to probably do one sometime in. April, like early April, maybe. Yeah, I mean, even if we have to, do, like, Trav has people over all the time. Yeah, you know, like, I it doesn't, don't, have, to be, hang out it doesn't have to be kids. a Saturday night. It doesn't have to be. You can just do it even fucking over fucking whatever. We could do that. It's not as good. I liked being able to, like, yeah, just watch it and go up with you. That's the best way to do it. If it happens where I have to go work again and it's just I can't drink, really, like, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, either way. It's like tonight I have to go. I'm going to have to work in eight hours, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, good time as always. And yeah. 
Harry Potter. Yeah. And we'll be back with the Oscar predictions here in a couple days. Yeah. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.